0: once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I'm Rich Page, alongside, as always, Mr. Joe and Joe, I know you're, you're super excited for the 4th of July holiday, but we just had to get a podcast in before you, you go out and celebrate and blow off some fireworks and grill some... Uh, what, what do you prefer? Uh, chicken sausage, turkey burger, salmon burger? What's your, uh, your, your grilling fare that you... you I, on this very patriotic holiday that, that you usually will grill for the whole, uh, all the kids, all your, your you know, nieces and nephews and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I know you're mocking me.
0: And your kiss the chef, your 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 red, white, and blue kiss the chef uh, apron with the
1: arrow pointing downward. You know what
0: I'm saying, <laughs> right? Exactly, right? Um, yeah, like old Val Venus, Yeah. Uh,
1: look, I know you're mocking me because I am not a fan of uh, the barbecue, as I've laid out many times on the show. I do, in fact, have a grill in my backyard. I'll have you know. So that might surprise What's
0: you. What's your usual grill? What do you usually grill? I if and when you do.
1: Um. Well, let's see. My, um. Ex-fiance who used to live at Casa Lanza. We probably broke up about two years ago, probably about two years and three months ago. So what's that? That's about uh,
0: twenty. It aligns usually. You can see sort of the, the length of our podcast versus <laughs> Joe breaking up with. <laughs> we we suddenly had a lot more time to do these like enormous podcasts. So we
1: broke up, you know, almost thirty months ago. So I would estimate that the last time the grill was used was probably about thirty-one months ago. I don't think I've turned the fucker on um, since I've been living the swinging bachelor lifestyle. Um, The grill was not my choice to purchase. I was sort of – I was forced into that purchase. It was used frequently um, in those days, but I have not used the grill since. In fact, the grill has not been touched in so long that it's starting to sink into the grass (laughs) in the backyard because all it does is rain in Texas. Yeah, um, and especially you know the part of Texas where I live. All the f-
0: it's got to be pretty ugly in the inside of it too, right? I can't imagine. Did you clean it properly when you last time you used it, or you you can't even I possibly? I did. Re- I did
1: clean it properly back when it was being used. Um, I don't think I've even lifted the lid.
0: Yeah, God only knows what lives in that the, thing. There, right now.
1: there could be wildlife living
0: inside. Yeah, I was gonna of the say, room. I, I would probably just never use that again if I were there's
1: you. There's a chance that there's you know there could be hornets' nests. There could be rattlesnakes. There could be uh, raccoons. I don't know. I haven't lifted the lid since I last cooked on the thing, which, you know, was probably almost three years ago at this point. So but there is a grill back there.
0: OK, so well, that's good so to So anyone
1: know. who wants to come over on Saturday, you know, watch a little wrestling. you got plenty of wrestling. you got the WWF show. You got a
0: lot of stuff I mean, this weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy weekend yeah. of wrestling.
1: Uh, we got uh, plenty of New Japan coming up uh, that weekend.
0: So if I come over at four a.m., we're gonna go grill stuff. We
1: can we can crack open that grill and see if okay. it still operates, and I can grill up whatever you want. Me, I'll be cooking my food indoors like a civilized okay. person. <laughs> but if, if you want me to go back there and grill something, I can accommodate that. I I do own the proper machinery or whatever you would call it. You know, I got a grill back there. Absolutely.
0: Charcoal, or is this a gas grill? Oh, it's gas. That, I mean, well, it, it has that gas. I mean, you haven't touched that gas in no, Do there, you even know if it's full? Like, are we going to have to run out and get some of no, these plants? It, are, I, I don't know. The
1: propane tank is not empty. Okay. Um, in fact, it was a fairly new propane tank, uh, you know. It, but when I last used it, but if you think I'm back there, first of all, I didn't want to buy the grill in the first place.
0: Okay? So, if you, <laughs> if, what did you guys grill before this happened? Because, because you, of your hatred of grill, like what did what did she want to grill that you then? She
1: forced me to go out there and and cook meats on the open flame, like Cavanario. She would force me to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, your standard barbecued items, your steaks, uh, your burgers. Uh, you know, things of that nature, your chicken. Uh, one thing shows me, she used to, she used to marinate like th- these chicken breasts in some sort of Southwestern gimmick. And then she'd make yeah. go out there and grill it. And then I'd bring it in the house and she'd cut it up for fajita meat. That actually was a decent meal
0: I, that sounds like yeah I do that a lot that that's that's one that. solid use of I didn't yeah chicken it. on the grill is a, is a big a, a much different experience I, I enjoy chicken on the grill a lot
1: I didn't enjoy going outside the grill it in a 100 degree Texas heat that that wasn't fun
0: I do forget about that aspect yeah it is yeah You
1: got to understand you're standing over a grill it's already 100 degrees out
0: yeah and I, I never really yeah because here in, in Chicago obviously we'll, we'll get some hot in the summer right right now we're like unseasonably cold it's like 61 degrees right now it's it's, it's a little chilly but yeah we never get to that that like ungodly temperature where you're just dripping sweat onto your food. So, yeah, I I, I, I see that. So I got one okay. of them
1: canopy gimmicks in the backyard, though. Um, when you walk out my back door, you're not walking out into, like, the backyard. You're walking into, like, one of those tent canopy gimmicks, which oh, okay, covers okay. the sun. Okay? So it wasn't that bad eating outside at times. In fact, I, I was going to get a television installed inside the canopy gimmick, like, attached to the house,
0: Oh, that's okay. All and right, that's smart. I was, you know, was
1: going to watch Reds games out there and whatnot, but you know, once now I'm living single rich. There's no need to get fancy with
0: it. There's no
1: You know, so you know, it, because now I'm never. No, so there's something
0: it, to be said for baseball. Baseball in the backyard is is, is a pretty awesome experience. I, I still, from time to time, will. will We'll just go outside and listen to a baseball game like I, I there's something I love about that. I don't know about you, but there's there
1: that that's a, a nice thing to do sometimes put the game on the radio.
0: It's got to be the radio, though. You can't have. yeah. So you know how you said the TV? I I, I would almost turn off the TV and just put on the radio. There's something about the buzz of a radio outside baseball. It's, it's all it's Americana. You know, it's very American. This show is dedicated. We're not going to talk any Japanese wrestling today. Just American wrestling.
1: That's actually a complete lie.
0: Is we're, false. I don't think we're going to talk any American wrestling, but that's okay. This Let's... is
1: not the show to listen to if you want to hear about American <laughs> wrestling. We have all Japanese wrestling on the docket here. I mean, we, we we could have let off with TNA for like the fifth straight week because...
0: Yeah, I just didn't have it in me.
1: Hey, EC3 he did it. the TNA not world title, according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, <laughs> last night on Impact, and we could have easily let off with that. We could have. I think we're TNA'd out.
0: Yeah, I really don't have any strong. I mean, I watched Slammiversary. I watched most of that Impact, and I think I'm kind of done for a while. With TNA. It was a lot of it was building up to these these few moments here, and there was a lot of news and sort of stuff. Now they're just kind of floating in, in in their existence, and and the whole Global Force Wrestling invasion. I I just I don't care. I I can't I can't care. I'm, I just can't.
1: I have ne- I have progressively lost interest in Global Force to the point that I think I genuinely don't give a single shit about Global no, Force wrestling anymore, especially if they're just going to be tied into TNA and this goofy invasion angle. I I mean, I I, I don't understand this this invasion. Look, James Storm is going to invade TNA. He's been there for 10 <laughs> years. I don't I, Why is that anything that's unique or special? Magnus coming into TNA? James
0: Storm and Magnus. Yeah, uh, they, will, they will put their differences aside and for the good of, I think, Global Force or I think TNA? Like, I, I don't quite know what the whole vibe is. And it, it what's weird, too, and, and unfortunately we are leading off with TNA, even though we said we didn't want to. But what's weird, though, is the whole Jeff Jarrett invading thing is just... The way that if that was the goal and that that was supposed to be is that his organization would do it and all that sort of stuff. The way it's been built up and the way it's getting there is weird. It's just not the way I would do it if I was going to have him invade. You know, like going out there, you know, giving a heartfelt promo, winning the title, and then then he's going to invade. Like you, you know what I mean? Like that. that it's just weird. Like. If anything, he should have started this quote invasion before he won a title, you know, a major title in the company. Because now it doesn't make any sense. Like, what's he? Why is he invading them? TNA is
1: desperate to do anything to give them a little juice. And at this point, I think you know Jarrett just doesn't care. He just wants any he kind just wants of to be publicity he can yeah. get. Um, this probably would not be his first choice for publicity. You know, getting into bed with TNA, but he has no choice at this point. It it it's become very clear to me. That the fact that he's doing all of the uh, these business deals with with TNA goes to show that he isn't even close to a television deal with anybody on his because he wouldn't he wouldn't be doing this.
0: Uh, absolutely right.
1: Um. So you know, but if they're gonna do some goofy invasion angle, I don't want to see guys who left TNA ten minutes ago invade TNA. That, I mean, who could possibly be into that? I mean, invade TNA with the New Heavenly Bodies. Invade TNA with uh, Killer Elite Squad. Invade TNA with anybody who you have who you're using who isn't affiliated who's never affiliated with TNA uh you know it still wouldn't you know be something that I'd be super interested in but it'd be more interesting than TNA wrestlers invading TNA
0: yeah, it, it's just an odd because the whole point of invasions and why they work and why why people enjoy them is because it's an established whatever invading another established company or whatever. Who who would possibly be who's on the Global Force side? You, you know what I mean? Like who? What fans are just clamoring to see Global Force invade? You know, there's just nothing there. It's just there's no substance. And like you said, half the guys are old TNA guys, so it's like yeah. you're pulling from the same. What you know? We, we can look at the numbers. You're pulling from the same 250,000 fans, and and that's the far less for global force and and, and TNA's fans are, are are in dramatic numbers we could talk about those a little bit later uh the ratings across the board wrestling ratings in general is not a solid week to be a wrestling company because nobody is watching your product so that that's uh and the
1: other the other thing that would get you excited about an invasion is fresh matches and that's you know James Storm going back to TNA <laughs> 15 minutes after he left is not producing any fresh matches no so and and ring of honor is very much creeping Brodus, up. Brodus on
0: Clay, this. you know Brodus Clay can face you know Kurt Angle or something. I know that. Hey, how about that? It's
1: uh, he. Yeah, I apparently he's not with Global Force anymore. I, I, <laughs> who knows? But um, hey, by the way, he will be on Shake Them Ropes. On yes, he will. Yes, Voices this Wrestling Network of podcasts. What what day is that recording?
0: Uh, that it's recorded already. It's in the can. I believe we're going to release it on uh, Tuesday. Okay, So so it's in the can. We're ready. It's ready to go. But, of course, this week's kind of dead for anybody listening to podcasts and visiting the site and doing any of that sort of stuff. So we'll release it on Tuesday. But, yeah, uh, I, I talked to Robin. He said it was it, it went fantastic. Robin Jeff said it went great. That was a really interesting interview. He was an open book. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it uh, of what he – you know, he, he wasn't guarded, apparently. You know, some guys, you know, that's one of the big reasons why we sort of got away from doing interviews because, you know, while well, well, I think we did a really good job with them and, and they ended up being pretty good most of them, there was that always that 30-minute kind of feeling out process at the beginning. And that always killed me. It was like, okay, wh- what's this guy feeling? What does he want to do? What does he want to say? How does he want to talk? And, like, we always got it. And then it would sort of be like, okay, we only have about 40 minutes left to do it after we just spent it's 30 funny. minutes sort even of our, even calming our, him down. It's yeah. funny.
1: Even our interviews were, you know, over bloviated and super long. I mean, most people interview these wrestlers and they're 30 minutes long. We were getting warmed up at the 30 minute mark. Um, but
0: yeah, you're right. The Greg Valentine of a- <laughs> But that's how it was. I mean, we,
1: we, you know, it would take, you know, what would happen is it would take these guys a little while to feel us out. And then when they saw that we weren't, you know, because some of these podcasts out there, I mean, come on. I mean, you've heard them. The people listening to this heard them. Yeah. They're very cringy. And, you know, so these wrestlers are a little guarded at first because they think that you're one of these cringy, you know, shitty podcast. But then once they got, they saw that you know, uh, we had our heads on straight, Uh, you know, the interviews were good. Now, now here's the thing with the interviews and the reason we stopped doing them is because nobody would listen to them. So the numbers would drop dramatically. So if you guys want to hear interviews, um, Go make sure that you download and listen to the Shake Them Ropes interview with Brodus Clay. You know we'll look at the numbers. Um, we're not doing any interviews anymore, as you guys have. Uh, you know I, a lot of people who listen to this show probably have, weren't even listeners.
0: They don't even remember. Yeah, they don't even remember interviews. the interview stage. We were yeah. doing
1: interviews once a week. At yep. one point?
0: That was it. That was almost all That's we did. Almost I mean, all we, we, we
1: did. Would, we, would we would we would collaborate and say we'd panic if we didn't have an interview lined up. Uh, you'd be like, hey, you have anybody? I'm like, no, you have anybody? No, and we wouldn't know what to do, um, you know, but eventually you – know, so then as a fallback, we would do these kinds of shows with no interview, and then what happened was more people would listen to these shows than the interview shows, so we just stopped doing the interviews, and it also becomes a hassle to book the interviews. I think what yes. turned us off was dealing with that one agent we won't name the wrestler because <laughs> it's not the wrestler's fault. Not at all, no. And actually, we've probably told this story and named the wrestler in the past. I don't remember. But it, but I'm not going to name the wrestler We haven't, and, and
0: we have, and they, and they know, and they don't care. Yeah.
1: yeah it, it, the fact of the matter is it wasn't the wrestler's fault. But what really turned me off for good was dealing with that one agent who – Rich, it was an absolute nightmare scheduling that you – know? First of all, it's very hard for me and you to get together to do these things. Now you're working to get a third person on the line. You're working with three different schedules. And then when you have an agent involved, you're working with four different people.
0: Right. And there's a middleman who's not communicating properly. And it it just – yeah, it was a a total nightmare. And then
1: finally, when we got the guy's direct contact information, Rich, how long did it take you to set up that interview once you were talking to the wrestler? Uh, A day? I mean then it was easy. You get the agent out of the way. And you know we had the guy set up within you know ten hours, and and had him recorded and away we go. But these agents uh, just muddle everything up. That's a big problem. Scheduling these things are a big problem when you're dealing with three people, and uh, and then none of you you know then none of you guys listen and listen to the damn thing. So you know it's a lot of effort. And I and listen, I love doing the interviews. I don't know about you, but. I really got into the interviews,
0: especially. They were a nice change of pace. I mean, I like—I to a point, I liked them, but I also like what we kind of do here as well. But they, they, there's there's pros and cons to both.
1: theres is. It's—I don't—I would never want to do you know, like, ditch this just to do interviews. But I enjoyed doing interviews. Well, you know, some of them were hard to get through because it, it depends on the guest too.
0: But yeah, you need good guests.
1: We, we had good guests. The interviews were a blast. I could have interviewed people for two, three hours, but you know, none of them were crazy enough to stay on the line that long. But. Uh, you know, so the bottom line is if people want to hear more interviews, if they want to hear us get back into interviews, you know, when Shake Them Ropes has people on, he's had people on occasionally. Gabe Sapolsky, Jeff Jarrett, uh, now with uh, whatever he's calling himself, Tyrus, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, let the download numbers speak to themselves. You guys listen to it. Yeah, maybe we'll start doing some interviews again. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, so there, there's a plug for the Shake Them Ropes interview coming up. What did you say Tuesday? You're gonna post it?
0: Tuesday, yep. Yep, it'll be up on uh, Tuesday. We
1: should also probably plug the all new and improved forums. Yes. So um, you know, the, we 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 tried forums out a couple months ago. We didn't know how it was gonna go. We said if you guys posted on them, uh, it'd be great, and we'd keep them around. If not, we would dump them. Well, the forums, uh, you know, we would call a success. But the problem was the WordPress forums were pretty shitty, and they were a barrier to people participating in the forums.
0: Because sure. It was tough. Yeah. And and the, and the biggest thing is we, we kind of put it up there because I wasn't, I, I'm not really familiar with, with, with programming boards and doing all that sort of stuff. And it's something I just had to kind of, I, I put that one up because it was sort of the easiest route to go when we decided to do it and to do it as a test because it was the least amount of cost. It was very, you know, it was free. I installed it in five minutes and it was ready to go. But there was just so many little things here and there that I couldn't, couldn't customize, I couldn't do, I couldn't really give anybody the full-form experience that I really wanted to. So I finally just sat down and said, fuck it. And and that's what this week I, I spent, God three or four straight days coming home from work and immediately coming home from work. And that's all I did though, all those days. And, and I'm happy with it. They look great and people are, are excited about them again. We have a lot of people saying, Oh, thank God. You know, I, that was that, like you said, the barrier for me to, to, to join them and talk about them. And, and they've exploded in, 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 viewers and, and posts and all that sort of stuff. So I'm happy to see that. And of course, uh, forums. If you want to, uh, join there for people that were subscribed to the old forums, uh, you will have to get new uh, information for these as well. You'll have to register, re-register, whatever username. But yeah, your old stuff from the old forums will not work. So try to transfer stuff over. It didn't really work out. But either way, I think most people have kind of made the move uh, pretty easily. And, and it's fun to see. It's, it's been an exciting time there and a lot, of, a lot of really good discussion, especially Japan. I mean, I think I, – I forgot who it was, but someone said, I hope this becomes the, 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 the true home to talk Japanese wrestling. And I think already within, you know, what, four days – I mean, go look at those threads there. I mean, they're they're, they're you're going to get more KO. <laughs> Four
1: days. I started. I started threads for every Japanese major Japanese promotion yesterday, and as of today. Oh, was that yesterday?
0: Hopefully. Okay, yeah, I, I've so, lost track of time of, of yeah, what day so it's, it is, it's so.
1: you know, and and the feedback so far to new forums has been tremendous. People say they're much uh, easier. They're much easier to use. They're easier on the eyes. The features are. Yeah, better. and I, I agree. So, um, you know, and people have said, you know, have been. You know, coming out saying, "Look, the reason I didn't post is cuz your forums were shit, but we'll post more." Uh with these
0: I wish forums. they would told me that so before.
1: We, I didn't know that many I people cared. I kind of had yeah. that impression, but you know, the, the conversations on the old forum were great. The problem was, you know, you'd sometimes go a day without a new post, and if there's no activity, exactly. there's no forum. So, um, you know, the, I think the activity will be better now that we're using uh what's the what what kind of board is this? Uh,
0: PH, uh, it's php it's phpbb is the name of the yeah, board, which is but the, it's familiar if the observer board, yes, it's exactly. If you're familiar with the observer board, you're you're familiar with what this. I mean, I, I redid the design. I did a bunch of other stuff to make it a little bit more intuitive. But yeah, it's essentially very similar to the other. Just a
1: very board. popular forum. Um, um, what would you call it?
0: Software. Yeah. Uh, software. You know, the backend. I, I whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. You've used it before. Chances are, no matter where you've where you've posted, it, you've probably used it many times before. So yeah, definitely go out there, check it out. VoiceReson. slash forums. A lot of good stuff. On there right now, Joe. Uh, do you want to get into uh, New Japan Dominion? That was one of our uh, our highlights of the show. That's what we were going to lead off with. We of course got sucked into TNA even for a little bit, but I think that'll be the end of our TNA or American wrestling discussion. We got Dominion coming up uh, Sunday morning, early early Sunday morning. You'll be covering it for the website. We have a preview up right now. We'll have another different take on a preview uh, coming up. Uh, by the time most of you guys listen, this will probably be on the website, but. Exciting show! I mean, I'm really, really, really looking forward to watching the show, and 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 I know my Sunday plans will—that'll be the first thing I do on Sunday—is is, is watch that and really try to stay away from spoilers as much as I can. It's so hard when I have to put these posts up for the site, but uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do because, I mean, it promises to be at least an exciting main event. We know for sure we're going to get that.
1: Yeah, the the thing about Dominion is this I, I, you know—the general vibe I'm getting around. um the internet is this is the most anticipated new japan show since wrestle kingdom
0: you think that's fair? easily i think that's that's yeah among you know, we have our little subsets of people that were super excited for Best of the Super Junior and that sort of stuff. But among like the majority and 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 you know the raw numbers of people that follow us and the excitement level and the old you know VOD buzzle meter that we always talk about. I mean, this this one is is the highest we've had thus far. I mean, the previews are doing amazingly well, and people are are interested in talking about it, predicting it, and doing all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I would say easily since Wrestle Kingdom for sure.
1: Yeah, and and you know there, I, I anticipate multiple title changes on this show for one and we'll get we're going to go match by match yeah do a comprehensive preview here and a lot of the matches on paper that didn't look very intriguing that looked like throwaway matches when the show was announced have since become much more intriguing based on uh some things that have taken place since they announced the card so this is a cool looking show the other thing is apparently uh new japan announced today that all they have left is standing room only tickets So a big question was, could they fill a building of this size? Now, we don't know how many seats they're set up for. I saw somewhere that they've sold about uh, 10,600 tickets to this point, which doesn't really add up if they're saying that there's only standing room left because I've seen um, uh, estimates that it can hold thirteen five for wrestling. So there's not 3,000 standing room only, uh, you know. T- you know, tickets. So um, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a stage setup has cut off a couple thousand seats. I don't know, but New Japan is only selling standing room only at this point. So whatever they're set up for, and I guess we're not going to find that out until Sunday when they announce the uh, total attendance. Um, they've they've sold the place out. They've sold all the tickets they have available. So and look, even if it is only an eleven thousand seat setup, um, you know, drawing eleven thousand people is nothing to sneeze at. I think. Right. Exactly. I think. Any way you want to slice it, uh, running this building, which there was a question mark, and then running it with a main event that bombed in Yokohama Arena last year, uh, which made it even more of a question mark. This event is a business success, a huge business success for New Japan. Um, this will be, you know, clearly, you know, this will be their second biggest paid attendance this year behind Wrestle Kingdom, correct? They, because they don't even run buildings that can hold eleven thousand people. So, you know, this is, this shows a big success for them. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the G1. Now the sumo hall shows are doing very well. Uh, the Cork and shows, I think two of them sold out instantly. And one of them, the third Cork and show still has some tickets left and that coming off, uh, you know, I read in the observer that, uh, they, they have six straight non Cork and complete sellouts, which is odd for them. So, um, you know, to come back with the G1 shows and you know sell out the two corican shows they'll probably sell out the third and the Sumo Hall shows apparently are doing okay and then this show um you know it has to be considered a success if they put eleven thousand people or more in the building for the Okada AJ Styles main event and this just hammers home the idea that we've talked about this, this is two straight uh pay-per-view main events where AJ Styles has um been successful as a draw so we you know that's it he's a you know he's one of the five guys now Uh, you know there's no argument now this guy's a legitimate draw now uh they've successfully elevated them and away we go but let's not work backwards i guess maybe we should go
0: yeah let's go let's go match by match here uh we'll start off with the opener um and we'll give our predictions as well and our thoughts on, on the match. We'll start with the opener. It's your standard uh, New Japan major show opener. You got Nakanishi, Dorada, Taguchi, Tanaka, and Yuji Nagata versus Tenkoji. That's her, obviously, her, Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima. Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, and Yohei Komatsu.
1: Yeah, so, you know, this is the usual opener where it's all the guys who have no program right now just thrown into a match to get them on the show. Um these matches sometimes they're a waste of time, and you forget about them two minutes after they happened. Every now and then they shock the shit out of you, and they go three and a half stars, and they're great. Um, you know, it, it's almost better when they don't get a lot of time because then they just go in there for six minutes and go crazy on each other. And, yeah, everybody goes nuts. It's a little yeah. more interesting, you know. Uh, you know, with, 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 when they get less time. The only thing to look for in this match, you know, from maybe a storyline advancement standpoint, or or to make it a complete non throwaway, is maybe they give Show Tanaka – a pinfall here or a fall <laughs> and and the commentators push the idea that after this he's going to noah for their junior league. So and of course if he beats anyone it'll be Komatsu, obviously. But Right, right. That'd be the only thing to look for otherwise yeah there's nothing here right it's just your typical
0: it's yeah animal. i mean it, it's exactly i mean I, I mentioned in my my preview that it's it feel it's so sad because it's kind of a waste of a guy like uh, tanaka and kamatsu and dorada but they're they're necessary evil on these shows i mean there's nowhere else to put these guys and at least they get on the show but yeah i i expect this one as you said to, to not really get much time and just be a, a just a sprint uh i would guess tanaka probably doesn't win but you know it, it, who knows with these and they really don't mean a whole lot so It'd be nice if they sort of were able to kind of throw a carrot at one of the young boys or, or like you said, Tanaka would be perfect because he is going to the new uh, – the NOAA uh, junior tournament. But yeah, I, I would – who knows? I mean it's so hard to predict these because they just don't matter in the grand scheme. The blocks so. of
1: which have been announced, which um, – and, and and what I was hoping for has become a reality. Show Tanaka is in the A block with Hitoshi Komano, which means one of those men is guaranteed to win. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: to win at least one match. Quickly, it's Ogawa, uh, Daisuke Harada, Keno, Hitoshi Kamano, Zack Sabre Jr., El Desperado, and Sho Tanaka in the That's A. That's a loaded block. block. Okay? Man. <laughs> and then the B block is Taiji Ishimori, Atsushi Kotoge, Genba Hiriyanagi, Hajime Ohara, Super Crazy, Taka Mishinoku, and Bengala is the B block.
0: Okay. It's a great block, too. That's a, that's a, we mentioned it a few weeks ago. That's a great tournament. It
1: is. It, it's, 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 that's loaded. It's a, yeah, that's it's, a lot of really good guys. It's a very much a loaded field. The A block looks especially good. You're going to get Ogawa versus Zack Sabre Jr. You're going to get Tanaka versus all of those guys. You're going to get Kano versus Zack Sabre Jr. Kano versus Ogawa. That looks like a fun block. Daisuke Harada's in that block. And then, you know, in the B block, you know, you get Bengala in there with all, with Taiji Ishimori. That's a match that I'd like to see. Katoge against all these guys. O'Hara in there with all these guys. You get Bengala versus Super Crazy, which could be an interesting match. There's a lot to sink your teeth into here with that tournament. Um, I like the way they broke those blocks down. But, yeah, so Tanaka will be participating in that. And I'm looking – I'm the only guy in the world – Looking forward to the Show Tanaka Hitoshi kamanu match. So I cannot wait for that. I hope it makes tape. Probably will. I would assume that most of the shows are made. That'll probably be on the one show in front of 150 make, yeah. people in some village somewhere where they don't bring cameras. You watch. That's what's gonna happen because you know they're out to screw Joe Lanza. That's what's gonna happen.
0: I move on here. The IWGP junior tag titles. We have a three-way dance here. The Young Bucks, obviously, Matt and Nick Jackson, the champions, defending against Red Dragon and Rapungi Vice. Who do you have winning this guy?
1: Um, I think in the preview we have up on the site, I don't even think I committed to a winner. I think...
0: Uh, you say Rapungi Vice in your prediction, but you kind of say, uh, while it's a safe bet Red Dragon won't lose. That doesn't mean they will win. So, yes, you essentially skirted around actually naming it because you you ended up you ended up with a funky voice in in, in your little prediction header but yeah you sort of dance around
1: i mean you could just flip a three-sided coin if such a thing existed because when it comes to this title it really doesn't matter and they just pass it around and um you know it's you know you know this is going to be a three and a half star match that is very entertaining and um and and just based on you know if people want to check out that uh preview you know I really broke down a lot of statistics when it comes to Red Dragon and how they've been super ultra crazy protected in New Japan they just don't lose falls Rich yeah Um, they haven't lost a direct fall in a two versus two tag match since they debuted with the promotion last year in their very first match, so and all of their losses, quote unquote, have come in three-way matches where the other team took the fall.
0: Right, and it was the, it was the it matches involving the Young Bucks as well. So yeah, and you know, With the Young Bucks taking all the titles each of those times. So yeah. yes, it,
1: and they've won something like something ridiculous, like twenty something straight two versus two tag matches in New Japan. They just don't lose. So. Um, I think, this, like I said, the safe play here is red, if Red Dragon doesn't win, which they very well could win, but if they don't win, don't expect them to be involved in the fall. They're not, they just don't like to beat those guys. And look how much they were protected as singles in the Super Juniors. Obviously, Kyle O'Reilly went all the way to the finals and had what many are calling a career-making match against Kushida, but don't forget that Bobby Fish, you know, had ten points and finished second in his. Yeah, he held game. his own as
0: well. You know, yeah. they
1: protected him as well, and and didn't, you know, he didn't lose any matches. He really wasn't supposed to lose either. So, you know, it's obvious that Gato loves these guys. So, I don't know who the hell is going to win this. I guess if I took Rapongi Vice, I'll say it's their turn to run with the tie. Didn't they have him once before? They won him once before.
0: They did. Yes, yeah.
1: Let's give them another run and I'll go with Rapongi Vice. But really,
0: it- <laughs> I went I went Red Dragon here cuz cuz I as you said all the mention, all the things that you mentioned, but again with these three ways there's always sort of that out where where you know they don't have to be pinned. To lose and you know the team of the pin doesn't have to lose the title you know there's all this sort of stuff I'm going with Red Dragon getting the titles back but like you said it, there's really there's really almost no point in predicting it because any three of the scenarios could potentially happen and, and it doesn't matter you know there's there's really nothing and it's not that you know in some senses we'll, we'll we'll sort of argue that when you know titles don't really matter and title switches are kind of meaningless but it's kind of the way it is with the junior tag titles and and whatever who cares you know it's it's hard to get too upset about them because it, I, I don't know if they're ever going to be it's super important or whatever to the point I mean maybe if they booked them you know in a certain way but whatever you, you get what you get with these and and anyone, it'll be fun anyone can win, and you know
1: i would almost I, I wish they'd stop doing the three ways or maybe just do the three ways at like you know wrestle kingdom or something when they're uh pressed for time and can't give a lot of time to the lower card matches but um what i almost wish they would do is instead of doing the three-way just do a standard tag title match with whoever you planned on coming away with the right, let's say young bucks are winning the match right Okay, let's say it's booked out where Young Bucks are pinning Rapongi Vice. Okay, I would much rather they do Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice and then instead of doing a 10 man opener, you know, make it an eight man opener and then do Red Dragon against Tiger Mask and Liger and and Jushin Liger or Red Dragon versus Tanaka Komatsu or whoever and have that sort of be the winner is the next challenger for match. right they
0: don't have the a class match. there's no class system there's there's no like sort of rankings in the junior tag just here are these three teams and they always face each other forever in perpetuity until one of the guys leaves right and then, the, and, the, and then in the sense of Alex Kozlov and then we immediately replace him with another guy and then he's right back at it and we're just doing this again we've been doing that for two years now or longer you know, Three, all three, yeah God, three years now. you know and
1: it's he's, like you know you almost wish they would do you know other non-title junior tag matches
0: sure like a Tanaka and Kamatsu would be a pro- I mean we, we we've talked about that before I mean I think that that's it's a simple solution I really do wish they would do that because right now there aren't any other contenders it's sort of just this continued sense of these three teams just over and over and over and over yeah there's plenty of guys that you can break up throughout the card and just kind of give them you know one or two little shots here and there but i'll tell you with
1: the way the g1 is set up i'm going to assume that some juniors will be working those shows because you got to fill out the undercards if there's only going to be three or four g1 matches per show i mean you could have done you know liger and tiger mask versus the june versus the two young lions or whatever just something underneath to set up the next challengers and then you know then you could have done a junior tag title match on one of the weaker G1 shows to sort of, you know, help put a couple extra fans in the seat or what have you. You know what I mean? They can get a little more creative. But this is Japan we're talking about, and this is new Japan we're talking about, and it, it, they're very slow to change. So, you know, this is what it is for now. It's these three ways, and, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, and anyone can, would it shock you if any of the three teams won?
0: No, no. I mean,. There, there's no scenario where 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 I'd be shocked. Yeah, like you said, nothing that I'd be shocked by. Red Dragon, which I predicted, wins. Not shocked at all. Rapungi Vice wins, as as you and Rob predicted. Yeah, perfectly fine. None of us predicted Young Bucks retaining, but if they did, I think immediately I would How go. How could you oh, okay, ever well, pick someone
1: to retain in these matches? Because it's like, yeah,
0: they don't. Yeah, they never do. So that's why I couldn't take the Young Bucks. I had had to take somebody else. But uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh move on. Uh, Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, and Yujiro Takahashi taking on the newly goateed in Naito and Tomiyaki Hanma. See, what, are, what are your thoughts here? This is going to be fun. See, this is
1: what I was talking about. This is one of those matches that looked like throwaway filler.
0: Oh sure, I rolled my eyes when I first saw it. I was like, Uh, "Who cares?"
1: It's like there's no plan here. (laughs) What a waste
0: of Naito! I think I think we said that. Ah, what a waste of Naito! You know, you'd be doing something more than this. Well,
1: yeah, it's like necessarily didn't look like there was a plan. It was just you know four random guys just throwing them in a match to get them on the card. Third match on the show. You know what I mean? It's like, but now there's some juice here because Naito comes back from Mexico. He's got this new like tweener slash heel attitude, and a lot of people are expecting an angle. A lot of people are and look. Hanma's the perfect opponent to run an angle where you're going to turn a guy because everybody loves him. So if you're going to turn somebody heel, you have them, you know, uh, turn on Hanma. You know, that's the perfect scenario. Um, Maybe Hanma's on the verge of getting a big win over Fale and uh, and Naito uh, double crosses him or something. Who knows? Either way, it's intriguing because we're going to advance this Naito thing and see what direction they're going with him. And I'll tell you what. I'm I'm about a million percent more intrigued about what G1 block Naito ends up in and who his potential matchups are against now that they've sort of begun to shift his character a little
0: bit. Mm -hmm. And he he was he was in desperate need of it. Not that not that, you know, I've been a big fan of him as of late. He's really turned the corner for me, but he was just kind of. I mean, there was nothing more for him to really do. There was nothing, you know, on that face side. It was just going to kind of be. Naito having good matches and that was it that's all you would get from him and that's all you were going to get from him for the for the foreseeable future is just a guy that's just kind of there and and has good matches and occasionally we'll get in and you know maybe get nice seat title shot or get a never title you know turning him heel and having this new attitude I mean that that completely opened so many new matchups so many new just just it's just interesting now that you see a match with him you actually you know there's a need to see it and and you're curious on on what the result is it's not just uh okay Naito's gonna have a good match cool it's now you really, really need to see for the for the nuance and, and this sort of one. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios that this tag match can go and, you know, one that I've heard that I like as well is you know, Naito just gets the easy win and just sort of shrugs it off like he did, you know, which is sort of what we've been getting with, with. He's just kind of being a dick.
1: 628 quirk and show.
0: Yeah, he, he just kind of won and then left the ring It was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, not a big deal. I won, you know, you know. whereas – which is cool. I, I like that sort of vibe about it, kind of the slow build versus, you know, what we're used to in the WWE build where, you know, tag partners exist to turn on one another. Whereas it just could be a thing where Naito is just a total dick to Hanma the entire time, doesn't tag him in, maybe, you know, get, yells at him, pushes him because he misses so many headbutts and then kind of – you know, still gets the win anyway and then just sort of runs off or, or something like that. I mean there's a lot of scenarios you can do with it. But again, we're talking about Naito in that sort of sense where there's excitement versus just, hey, Naito could have a good match. And right. I think that I think that's important. It's it's it, really cool. Just a
1: match again, where you know he lost to AJ at Wrestle Kingdom, which we all suspected was kind of like what we just talked about. What they should do with the junior tag. It was a title eliminator. You know, it's it the winner of that was going to get the next title shot. And ever since that point in time, he's had zero direction in the booking. He's just been a guy floating around. He's been a random tag partner for people. He hasn't done anything meaningful. And this is another one of those scenarios I like to talk about where New Japan is doing something where it seemingly doesn't make sense or where they seemingly don't have a clue. And then they do something and the light bulb comes on and it all makes sense. Now we know why he was directionless all this time since Wrestle Kingdom because they probably had this plan in their back pocket for him to come back from Mexico and to freshen him up. So they didn't give him anything important to do in the interim, and it may end up. I haven't seen any of his promos, or if he's even cut promos, it may even play in to why he's taken on this character change. Maybe he will address the fact that he's kind of just been spinning his wheels and not going anywhere. So this is very intriguing, though. It's like you said, for the first time in a long time, you know, you're intrigued by Naito.
0: Uh, who's your prediction here? Who do you think's winning or? Doesn't really not. It doesn't really matter.
1: I, I mean, it, you know, I think the Bullet Club team, um, you know, will win and, and Naito will show frustration towards Hanma and mm-hmm. they'll advance this thing.
0: Yeah, my, uh, I predicted uh, Naito and Hanma because I, I kind of like the story of, of Naito maybe getting the win and then sort of shrugging uh, Hanma off or, or just sort of bragging about how, you know, he did it on his own. Something like that. I, I just think that'd be kind of fun. But yeah, I could see either scenario. It really doesn't matter the outcome per se i mean it, it'll advance the story one this way is, or another yeah, so this is
1: more, it's more important from a storyline perspective than sure. a result perspective
0: i'll move on now to shibata versus sakuraba this could be really really good or really really bad i don't know if there's a good in between it could be either them two rolling around for for 20 minutes or it could be just uh them kicking the hell out of each other i i kind of hope for the latter but uh who knows
1: if this is Shibata – if the story of the match is Shibata trying to prove himself as a grappler to Sakuraba, and look, that's just not going to work for me.
0: Um, it may work. For some people, might enjoy yeah. it. There might be a lot of people that really think it's awesome and uh, are bait, on baited breath every single move. They're, oh, my god, I can't wait. Not you or me. No. <laughs> not our I,
1: I, I'm just – I have no interest in that whatsoever. Um, Sakuraba – I almost never have neutral feelings. I really liked his match with Minoru Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom. In fact, I think I liked that match more than most people did. Um, but a lot of times, obviously, I hate his stuff and can't stand it. And I wish he really would just go away um, and stop ruining my New Japan shows. But if, they, if this is a fight, if this is um, Sakuraba being drawn into Shibata's style of match, it could be really good. So you know, I I don't know. I it, there will I don't think there'll be any in between. It's either going to be terrible mm-hmm. or I'm going to love it.
0: <laughs> that's where I'm at. Well, uh, who who do you have winning here? I have Shibata win. I think that's I, I I would I can't foresee a scenario where Sakuraba wins unless no- they really want to lengthen this thing beyond months. But even then, I I would still probably just give the win to Shibata, especially going into G one. I mean, there's just no reason for Sakuraba to. I,
1: what's the argument for Sakuraba winning? <laughs>
0: I I guess prolonging this feud for some amount you, of time. Then you have but to hold
1: it off for two months.
0: Exactly. And that, and that's that's one of the important things to think about with Dominion. That's why I do think Shabbat is going to win. There's not a chance that Rob wins. Is, and that's the thing that's pretty interesting about this too, is that you know going into the show that very little of what happens is gonna really carry over for a lot. You're, you're sort of gonna get the finality of a lot of stuff because it's the first, you know, the last major show before G1. So you're gonna get this. Everything's gonna be sort of settled and then everybody's gonna be ready for G one and then everything new begins after G one again. So you gotta get you get that intrigue where you you know that it's you're not gonna waste your time watching this show. You know what? None of the matches, every match is gonna matter in some sense where the guy or the result or something is going to progress and move on. And and, and it's not just going to be, Oh, we'll see what happens. You no know, next month at X or whatever. Cause there is no X it, the ne- next month's G1. And they're not, as you said, they're not going to hold off Sakurab and Shibata for two months. to have their sort of blow off or, or, you know, it's possible they get, you know, do it in the G1, but that's usually not how they'll do things. So yeah, I, I think Shibata wins and just sort of grabs momentum into G1 where everybody that joins our pick them, we'll pick him to win. And then they'll all, Lose, but that's there's right. no
1: there's gonna be a lot of finality on this show and yes um thankfully sakuraba goes away come g1 time and we don't have to deal with him for a little while and uh yeah i think there's just no there's no reason i come up with why shibata shouldn't win this so yeah i think i'll win
0: all right, so I'll move on here to the uh, junior heavyweight title match. I uh, got Kenny Omega, the champion, defending against Kushida. Obviously, Kushida won the best of the super juniors to earn this shot. Uh, what are you thinking of this match, and who do you think's uh, coming away with the victory? I
1: think this is the perfect time for the big Kushida win, um, and it's also the perfect time for Omega to lose. I think it's the perfect storm uh, for a title change. I think that um, you know Kushida. I'm convinced, you know, it never really officially came out, and if it did, I didn't see it. I'm convinced he won it by accident last year, in that match uh, where you know where he was briefly double champion. Sure. Um, I I think that was uh, the the result of uh, a shoot injury. Kotobushi's
0: – yeah, Kota Bushi's concussion. And, yeah. And
1: I think that was accidental, and they did not plan that, and um, that's why it also came off a little flat and everything else. Um, when Kotobushi got knocked loopy. It was exactly this time last year, right? Because isn't that why Abushi pulled out of the G1? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And um, so, anyway, I I think the idea of that match was to tease you with Kushida and have him come up short, and then build to this this year. Um, and this is the perfect time because he had the great match against Kyle O'Reilly, which ironically almost had the same fucked up circumstances because he yeah. had a concussion. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, Kushida this time was the one with the concussion. Right. Yeah,
1: but um. And I really think this is the perfect look. Omega did the cleaner thing and cleaned out the division. And now he's to the top dog. And this is the the perfect time for Kushida to win. They've peaked it perfectly. This is – I think if you – I think if he loses here at this – and then you know they're not – then you have to wait a couple months after G1 everything else. Then they've waited too long. Now you're pulling Tyler Black and ROH. Now you're mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? It's like
0: – Oh, yeah. oh, I, yeah. You're
1: peaking it. This is the peak. This is when you do it. Uh, you, you're gonna run the danger of going past the peak and having people not believe in him anymore. And I also think it's the perfect time for Omega to lose. He went through everybody else. You know, he beat Dorada. Uh, you know, he got through uh, Taguchi. He, he, it's it's this is this is the perfect timing. And I I also think since they teased the Omega stuff um, with AJ Styles and Abushi. At what was that? Was that uh, New Beginning? Uh, invasion attack. Invasion attack. attack. Yeah. When they teased all that POTS match stuff, with Omega <laughs> uh, and AJ Styles and Abushi, that shows that they have major plans for Kenny Omega beyond being, you know, just the junior champion. So um, they use the junior title to establish him. They ran their angle on in invasion attack. It's very clear that they think Omega's a star, and he is. I mean, Omega has drawn crowds in Japan before. Uh, We've talked about it a million times. They didn't bring Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega did not jump over from DDT to be a junior. He did not come from DDT to be another guy on the card. He came to New Japan to become a big-time star, and New Japan brought him there to become a big-time star. By this time next year, Kenny Omega is going to be in the main event mix in New Japan. Okay, I have no doubt in my mind. And so, again, it's the perfect time for him to lose – so I get the ball rolling on that and give him a major match at, at, at Wrestle Kingdom. And it's the perfect time for Kushida to win. So if I were a betting man, Rich, and in my former days, I was very much so, I would bet the house on a Kushida victory on this show.
0: Yeah, well, well I agree with you. And that's actually the scenario I would do. I sort of I get a weird sense that we're not going to get that. Just yeah, I mean, If these guys were in G1, and I knew for a fact that they were doing something in G1, like like we said with the Shibata Sakurabas, you sort of need a finality, and, and we're going to talk about other guys coming up in a little bit that are going to have a lot of finality. This one, I feel like you can you can sort of stretch a little bit. Not that I would. I, I'm right with you that this should be Kushida's win. It should be the time when Omega finally distanced himself from the junior division, the cleaner, all that sort of stuff. He sort of leaves. I feel like they're going to wait. I feel like this is... Kenny Omega's going to win here. They're going to do... Kushida's going to have to, you know, live to fight another day. Not that he's going to... You know, he'll take him to the limit. He'll be right there and just lose. Just so they can bring it back a little bit. And, And because... You know, you end that Kenny Omega thing, you know, now and then. What's he? He's just kind of floating in space there for a little while until you're sort of ready to kick him off. So that's where I'm wondering if that sort of can bridge the gap a little bit for him as as, as he retains and and these two maybe have a, a series of matches before Kushida eventually does win. I don't know if that's a scenario. I I am I would gladly rather have yours. I think that's a, a much better scenario. Absolutely, you know, as me as a. a you know big kushida fan i'd love to see him win the title i'd love to see omega move on part of me just says they're not ready quite yet to take that step that they're gonna sort of work through it a little bit before it does become a reality where, where kushida wins but i could be wrong but but something tells me we're, we're waiting a little bit and that they that maybe not you know a series of matches, but a few at least before kushida does win the title but i think again, it, i, I think wouldn't be surprised would be either way mistake. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, for the purposes of, like you said, being a betting man, if I was personally booking this stuff, Kushida wins and, and Omega sort of moves on and says, OK, bye, like the end of the junior. But, you know, if I was a betting man, I I, I think I might put something on Omega because I I just don't know what you really do with him then in that interim uh, of. I, I don't know. Yeah, you I, could I have I,
1: bullet club interference sort of backfire which stokes the fires a little bit and causes some, you know, not, not an Omega turn on this show, but sort of planting the seeds for Omega sure, getting gets, frustrated the fire going with the Young Bucks, bit, yeah. you know what I mean, or, or whoever, it's usually the Young Bucks out there wreaking havoc and talking shit and being incredibly entertaining. Um, but yeah, and, and the, the other wild card here is the new G1 format, because we really don't know what the undercards are going to consist of.
0: And, th- and that's sort of another thing I wanted to mention as well is that there might be a time when they need this match. You know, they need a Kushida, Kenny Omega rematch to fill out a card or whatever. I mean, we, we don't really know quite yet. But, yeah, I, I think we shouldn't assume that they're not going to have big time singles matches outside of the G1 that that are going to need to be put on these cards to, to really get these, you know, sell them and, and feel like they're complete cards. Yeah,
1: because with 11 G1 cards like the last few years, it's just, you know, nine G1 matches per night or whatever it was. I'm not so sure they're going to do three or four G1 matches and then just litter the undercards with with six man tags with the guy with the G1 participants. Uh, You know, I think we might see uh, some of the juniors and some of the lesser heavyweights that aren't booked for the G1 filling out the undercards of these cards. We don't know. We're not going to find out until maybe Dominion when they announce, you know, or or the next day usually what they'll do is when they announce the matches for the next tour. So that's very intriguing, too. So that's kind of a wild card that you have to think about, too. We we don't know what these Mm -hmm. shows are going to look like.
0: I uh, move on here to the Never weight Championship match uh, Togi Makabe versus Tomohiro Ishii. This match we've seen plenty of times this year and this should be the blow off one way or another who do you see winning this one who walks away with the Never uh, title It's
1: crazy they've this will only be their third match in this series yeah, Everybody
0: bitches about it it's really It
1: been, feels like, like they've wrestled 100 times
0: I mean Yeah I no, I looked that up too and I mean there there was a few matches in like 2013 or whatever but as far as this, this series, series yeah series. it was it was January and what was it Mar- uh, March right And that was it.
1: Yeah. And I think because, you know, they had one other announced match that never happened because Makabe had the flu. So, you know, this is the fourth announced match, but only the third one that'll take place. And it's very clear that the booking plan was to have Makabe hold it straight through until this show because, you know, they only stripped him because he got sick. That's the only reason Ishii briefly won it back. Um, So, you know, again, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting the house on Ishi here. I,
0: because yeah, absolutely, I'm right with you. I too.
1: can't see him losing the Makabe three times in a row. Um, you know, he's got to win this and and win the title back. And I just hope they're not in the same G1 block. I don't want to see him face each other again after it. Look, I'm going to try to enjoy this match in a vacuum, and I'm sure it'll be very good in a vacuum. I just, I don't, I'm just tired of it. You know, an, an, an obvious. Draw an obvious drawback of the way Gato books is he really pushes these rivalries to the brink of you being completely sick and tired to see in these matchups, and this is a good example of that.
0: Uh, I'm right with you as well I think he, she's gonna win So I think uh, I think everybody that's it kind of has that And I think it'd be a, a shock If Makabe wins this And and yeah So we're on the same page there uh, We go to the <laughs> Oh god I scrolled down And then I read your uh, Your preview And then my preview for this The IWGP Tag Team Title Match the Kingdom, Matt Taven, and Michael Bennett, the champions, defending against the Bullet Club, Doc Galls and Carl Anderson. Uh your prediction was utter shit and your preview was sigh. I said, wow, if I if I'm sent to hell and someone wants to torture me for eternity, playing this match on repeat would be a great start. So we know how we feel. So this is uh, this is
1: five people I give I do not give a shit about in this context. Um and it's I mean,
0: yeah, but Maria has breasts, and Carl Anderson has never seen breasts before, so he's going to be just stunned by this. Even though we've seen, his, uh, yeah.
1: Imagine I wanting can. to see this match, like <laughs> I can't. Who, who I is can't. the person?
0: I want to find that. Who's person. excited yeah, like, oh, about this sweet. match? <laughs> Tagalos. Oh, sweet! Carl Anderson's going to scream Maria seven hundred times. Oh man! I mean,
1: seriously, I, I
0: Michael I, Bennett's going to work a hold for you know fifteen of the. the Eighteen minutes of this match. I mean, man. If
1: you if you're listening to this and you're genuinely looking forward to this match and you're into this feud, please go on our forums and make yourself known and, and <laughs> right. make your case.
0: So I could ban you and, and shame you. No, I'm, I'm I'm gonna delete them. They won't be allowed to ever register. Game, I, I want so. I
1: want someone to make a case for this. <laughs> I, there's got to be someone out there who genuinely wants is into this and is yeah,
0: not not the troll gimmicks because we're gonna see through a troll gimmick. I, I, I want a legit. If you legitimately.
1: Person enjoy the idea of seeing these teams face each other again. Which ones are the, I don't even know who to change. Is it the kingdom?
0: The kingdom is the champions. I, I honestly did not know that either. I, I, in my prediction, I initially said, Oh, I think, uh, the bull club retains. And I went, Oh, I, the kingdom are champions. I, I uh, did not know that. This <laughs> has
1: totally made me not care about belts <laughs> that honestly, I haven't cared about since, um, guns and gallows had their first monotonous, boring title run last year. um, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, mostly Doc Gallows, have completely ruined this, these titles. Th- these titles need to be rehabbed so badly because Doc Gallows has been so boring in New Japan and he's dragged Anderson down to his level. And now they bring the kingdom in and it, this is just the complete antithesis of what I want to see when I turn on New Japan. If this was WWE, no problem. That's what they do. If this was TNA, no problem. That's what they do. Shit. If this was DDT. Okay. No problem. You can live with it because they get silly and zany. I don't want to see this shit in New Japan. I just don't. I'm not interested in it on a New Japan show. And there's some of who say, oh, well, it's good because it's different. Well, you could be different without being silly and, and, and ridiculous. It just doesn't fit into the context of the promotion. And and I just hate it. And I, I don't know. It's always the same shit. And, um. I'm, I've wasted too much breath on it.
0: Yeah, I, I really have nothing in it, like you rinse, said. You're,
1: you're- and I just don't care about it at all.
0: Yep, your preview was fine. You said sigh. I, I didn't even talk about anything besides the fact that I'm just gonna. I, there, there's nothing there that's intriguing me. This will absolutely be a bathroom break. Or if I'm I'm pressed for time, I'll probably just skip it because there's there's nothing there. And, and it's such a shame too because Anderson was a guy that that when I first really got into New Japan, he was a dude who stuck out. And I said, man, this guy is so talented. And obviously, the Okada singles match. You know, he had some great performances in G One, but man, it's it's so the stink on him right now. From this guns and gallows team is just, yeah. and ugh.
1: then he and then you know he'll have great matches in G1 again. Every year he has great matches in G1, and then it's you know right back to this shitty tag team, and uh, you know it's just look, look, gallows hasn't worked out. I
0: mean, just No, we, we've been saying this for over a year now. I mean, this was, I think, at the same time last year we're saying, okay, look, look, we've tried, we've given it a chance. But, you know, he, he's just not working out, and now we're here a year later, and we're still just saying. I mean, he's had an entire year now where he's just. And done I mean,
1: nothing. even in G one last year, he had one or two uh, good matches, but other than that, he was usually in one of the worst matches on the show. So it's not like he goes out there in these singles matches and 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 kills it. So right, you know, what purpose does he serve? He's just another. Fucking foreigner to have in Bullet Club, and, uh, you know, he doesn't add much for me. So, I don't know. I just Let's just move on.
0: All right, so uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Toro Yano, the, the hopeful and, and definite, no, it'll absolutely be the blow off of this uh, little mini feud here to give Tanahashi a break. Uh, literally no chance in hell that Tanahashi loses here or, or doesn't have the definitive win, correct? I mean, there, there's just, I, I would put it at zero percent.
1: No, oh, yeah, he's absolutely winning this match. I mean,
0: there's no chance that you get anything but a definitive win out of out of, of And happy that's here, so. when
1: things get interesting for him because, um, uh, all this talk that they're resting him up and he requires all this rest and this and that. Well, he's got a bunch of huge matches coming up. He's gonna have a grueling G1 tour in front of him, where you know he's gonna be in multiple main events, um, headlining a lot of the buildings. He's gonna be in a block with you know other stars where he's expected to have great matches. He's going to uh, headline – well, not technically headline, but he'll be in put in the drawing position against uh, Hirashima on the big DDT Sumo Hall show coming up in August, correct? August on that show? Uh, yep, right? yep. Okay, so – We'll
0: talk about that one a little bit that's later. That's not well.
1: officially the main event because Kudo, of course, will be defending the title in the, the match that goes on last. But we all know that the drawing match on that show is Tanahashi versus uh, Versus Harashima, uh, just like, you know, when when Tanahashi faced Takashita either last year or the year before. I think it was last year.
0: Last year. Last so year. Um, and then Okada before that against Ibushi, and Okada so.
1: Bushi. That one did go on last, though, I think. I could be wrong.
0: Um, I believe it did, but yeah, the way we see these, you know, obviously we see them through daily motion a lot, you know. So I, I think that was the last one, but it, it's always hard to tell yeah. sometimes. So
1: DDT, and this is why the relationship between DDT and New Japan works so well. I mean, um, you know, they they have a very friendly relationship with each other, and uh, it provides a pipeline for talent to move on to New Japan and um, and DDT uh, in exchange. They get the top New Japan stars to work their big shows and it's just a nice relationship. It works for everyone. But uh, but anyway, back to Tanahashi. He's got a, a match against uh, Hiroshima where he's going to have to work hard. He's got the G1 where he's going to have to work hard. He's got I believe a big match in Europe coming up, correct?
0: Yeah, he's going to have transcontinental flights as well <laughs> in between that. Uh, he's also going to be doing uh, going back to New York City I think as well. For, uh, Is he one of the guys? Of I know,
1: uh, the ballpark show?
0: I'm almost positive Nakamura he is. Nakamura for sure. Let me uh, let me confirm that for sure. I thought I saw him on the advertising because I thought that was another one where I was like, "Oh boy, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna hurt his back." Yeah,
1: Ring of Honor is loading up that more. ballpark yeah, show me... because they're going head to head with Global Force. So um, you know they're competing for you know the ticket buying.
0: Maybe not. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. So far, all they have is Nakamura, Okada, and Kushida yeah. returning in August. Yeah. So. I don't know for sure, but anyway, he's going to Europe. So we do know that for sure. Yeah. So uh, he might bow out of this one. It's like, you know what? I'm good.
1: So, and the fact of the matter is, um, among the top New Japan stars, he's gotten over the least in the United States anyway. So it could be a case of them figuring, well, look, you know, Nakamura and guys like Nakamura and Okada are way more over than he is anyway. Right. So why sent on Oshida too? Yes, because
0: she a fun one to see that he was one of the three that they chose. Because yeah, that guy gets super over in front of the American crowd, which is is awesome. Because I think he, you know, he's obviously great. But yeah, I think that's, some guys don't volume.
1: translate to other cultures, uh, both directions. To be fair, I mean, there's Americans who have gone to Japan over the years and just hasn't connected. Um, And there's Japanese that come to America and it just doesn't work at that level. It's not like Tanahashi's getting crickets when he comes over here, but it's very clear that a guy like Nakamura is far more popular. Uh, Same thing for Okada. But um, so, yeah, so, you know, we're really going to see whether we're truly into the decline phase of Tanahashi or whether we're into the. You know, uh, we're just extending the work hard when I need to phase.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Save my body for, you know, the first month or the first part of the year and then go balls to the wall for the last yeah, half and of the you year. You take it's, your it's, tag
1: matches and stick them up your ass and everything. You can take your little shows and stick them <laughs> up your ass. I'm showing up for the big shows because. I'll tell you, um, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, he certainly didn't look washed up. I thought that, no. in my opinion, that's my match of the year right now. I thought it was a five-star match. And I think it's one of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. And that's no hyperbole whatsoever. I truly believe that. So, um, and, and he did good things. Not great things, but he did good things on the Ring of Honor Tour. Um, worked hard enough. So, you know, we'll see. You know, this is it for him. The vacation's over, though, with the Yano match is the point.
0: Yeah, that that will be done. Yeah, so this will be obviously, I think, just a, a, a Tanahashi domination. It could possibly be short as well, but we'll, we'll end up seeing what what happens here. But yeah, this is this is the end and this begins a just new watch chapter. Watch
1: show six twenty eight. Uh,
0: I saw most of it. I did you saw... see the Yano
1: elimination?
0: In the in I didn't. No, no, you know what? know. I did not see that. I haven't gotten to the main event yet. Like, let me tell
1: you something. I got a legitimate laugh out of me. Okay.
0: Oh wait, no, wait. I saw a gif of it. You know, I read the review and I saw the gif of it. Yeah, never mind. I did. I did see. I did see how it happened. Tanahashi yeah,
1: gets tossed over the top rope and skins the cat while Yano's <laughs> doing his, you know, finger point. OK, then he grabs Yano and tosses him over the top rope. And then Yano attempts to skin the cat.
0: <laughs> it was so good, but
1: cannot get over. And then Tanahashi just <laughs> kicks him in the back. And, and
0: he's like, just like he's just like it's fluttering it's his feet like like a, a child. <laughs> and it, yeah, no, I've never seen it. I did not see it live. But yeah, I've never seen the gif of it. And it was uh, pretty incredible. Yes, yeah. Yano. know, sometimes, you know, I, I I criticize Yano a lot just because he's put in position. But when he's given the chance to be funny and it's a match that could be funny and that sort of stuff, he's really great at that. I just, you know, I, I a few weeks ago, I complained about it in the G1. I just kind of I want to get real serious, you, you know, I'm with you. whereas. But I,
1: listen, Yano is very entertaining.
0: Yeah, I love Yano. He's really good match on him. the
1: third match on the show. Exactly. He's entertaining. But I'm with you. I don't want him in my G one either because in my G one I want my super serious sports contests because we're super serious sports guys when it comes to, to the G one. That's all. Yeah. You know, it's not that there's this hate for Yano. I just I'm with you, man. I don't like him in the G one environment.
0: Yeah, and some people say, Oh, you need that, you know, like you said with the with I the Bennett and the Kingdom stuff where where people Oh, I it's good to have a little comedic relief and da da da. No, fuck Even it for you. I, just I can live without yeah.
1: it. You know, in the yeah. New Japan environment, I don't need that. I completely disagree. I don't need it. Or yeah, maybe in an opener or something. I, I get it from Captain New Japan in the open. I don't need it. I don't need it.
0: All right, with you. right, we'll move on now to the uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Hiroki Goto, the champion, defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. And this one's been an interesting one because a lot of people have a different uh, – I, I think I've seen a lot of people mentioning Nakamura as a potential winner here and, and that sort of stuff. I think this is Goto all the way, and I think this needs to be Goto. And I think – the simple thing is, look at who who would benefit more from winning here. Nakamura gains nothing by winning that title. Nakamura gains, you know, he doesn't lose anything by losing either. Whereas Goto, if Goto can get a definitive win and and keep that title and keep his streak alive and 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 maybe get a long reign with the title, that does so much for him. Whereas Nakamura, it's 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 inconsequential for him if he wins or loses this match. He's just there to have a match, and and yeah, that, that's I I think it'd be insane to give the title back to Nakamura at this point. I
1: think the consensus has been, and it's a consensus that I agree with, that this is – look, I I think it – not only does Nakamura not need to win, more importantly, another choke job for Goto after he just won the belt. We just went through this when he won the tag belts, and then they choked the next month. And then you know we've seen it over the years. We can go down the list of all the times that Goto has choked in a big match more so than Nakamura not needing to win, the last thing Goto needs is to lose this match. I mean, sure. uh, you know, they're, they're finally, you know, if you really want to rebuild this guy, he's got to win these matches that 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 people think that he's going to win. He can't lose in these spots. So, you know, from that perspective, and the general consensus has been, look, this is the perfect opportunity to finally get Nakamura away from the Econel title. He will forever be known as the, IWGP Intercontinental Champion. The
0: things he did. Emeritus, right? yeah, the IC Champion Emeritus. Yes. The, the things. The MVP doldrums of of.
1: Absolutely. The,
0: God. The thinks, remember that? <laughs> I don't think people. There's a lot of people that probably don't. I mean, those. Remember when that was just a, a nothing? That was just an absolute zero it was title. Less than nothing. nothing.
1: It was. It was a title designed for the 2011 New Japan East Coast Tour. You know, paid for by um,
0: uh, Jersey All Pro. Jersey right?
1: All Pro and and. He lost his ass and didn't run shows for like two or three years after that. And they ran a little tournament on that tour to crown an intercon. That's where the name Intercontinental came from because they ran a tournament here. And it was just a way to get MVP over, um, you know, with a belt. And then MVP just defended it in openers and, you know, throwaway matches. And we all know MVP's New Japan run ended up being very disappointing.
0: Yes. You want to talk about an American who didn't catch on in Japan. There you go.
1: Yeah. You know, it was really a nothing title until they finally put it on Nakamura and, um, you know, elevated it. And then they created the Never title, which originally was supposed to be like an NXT title. They were running yeah. Never shows that were like not full on developmental shows, but extra work for the young guys was the idea. Um, and that just went out the window. I think they ran maybe a half a dozen total never shows, including the shows that had the tournament, to crown, the first champ. And then the never title sort of slid into that role as the title that no one cared about that the undercard guys fought over while Nakamura elevated the intercontinental title. And, you know, the title will always be linked to Nakamura and the great run. And this is a good opportunity to finally just, you know, put that in the back window and give goto another big time win over a big time star. And, um, you know, maybe they're getting behind Goto again a, a little bit. This is, a, you know, New Japan, there's so many intriguing new directions right now, whether it's Naito or Goto or, you know, whether Kushida's going to beat Omega and then what, what do they do with Omega at that point? Th- this is a big show for a lot of reasons to see where they go with some of these guys and, and, and to try to forecast the direction that they go. And, um, you know, I had written off Naito and Goto forever a couple months ago on this show. I might have to eat some words a year from now if they if the plan is to build these guys back up into main eventers. So we'll see. Uh, and the first step is Goto if they're going to do that, he has to win this match. And I think that he will win this match.
0: All right, I move on here to the one that we uh, wanted to talk a lot about here and I think we, we we sort of hinted a little bit at it, but I think we'll we'll get deeper into this IWGP Heavyweight Championship, AJ Styles defending his title against Kazuchika or Kaz- or what does uh, Moro Kazuchika. say on the Kazuchika? Okada. How was
1: that Moro impression? It was decent, right? Not bad.
0: That was pretty good. That was that was that was solid. Yeah, all right. great show by. If, if people don't watch it, I mean, I have a tough time because I've seen all the matches and I know all this stuff, and they do a fantastic job. New Japan and Access. So I watch every single week, and you know, Damon does a great review for the website as well. People that haven't seen it though, definitely check it out. Like I, I probably don't, we probably don't do enough job on this show talking about how well they do just because we've already talked about these shows and these matches, you know, a year ago. Like we don't have to break down last year's G1. So it's kind of ridiculous. But but read Damon's reviews and, and, and watch that show if you've never seen it before. I mean, just fantastic job by Morrow and, and Barnett and, and the whole production. Excuse me, Rich. Fantastic.
1: Who's Damon? It's Michael taking it to the streets mcdonald's <laughs> right. who does, so does our, he go by damon who does, our does he, no
0: he goes by Damon. i thought and then, i never i always forget i don't it's even know michael, i call him damon I'm michael.
1: There, mcdonald's who does <laughs> our new japan the man's name is michael mcdonald and obviously he hears cringy jokes like you guys just had to sit through uh, over the last 30 seconds his entire life michael mcdonald so jokes. he goes by damon so he refers <laughs> yeah. himself as damon but i don't care he can refer to himself as whoever he wants he's taking it to the streets, Michael McDonald to me, and that's never going to change. But yeah, he does great reviews. Axis is very kind to us and gives us advanced, uh, copies of the, uh, of the show at times for him to review, especially when they go away on hiatus for a little while. And it is a very good show. And, um, how did we get off on that tangent?
0: How did well, I was happen? just saying that I well, you you we were talking about Kazuchika. Oh, Kazuchika, Okada, yes. Or, uh, and and um, you know, I just want to say we don't talk a lot about it, and people sort of say, "You guys never talk about matches, man." Exactly. I mean, what am I going to break down? Oh, remember last year's G One? That was pretty sweet. Like like they do a fantastic job, and I love watching it. But there's nothing for you and I to talk about. The fact about. of like, the matter you know, is,
1: if these were fresh matches to me,
0: oh, it'd be the it, we'd lit off every week with it, it,
1: and it would be the best wrestling show on TV. Yeah. But I can't vote for it for best show in like the Observer Awards or something like that because I've seen the matches and I know who's mm-hmm. going to win. And not only have I seen them, they're, they're a year old. I mean they're starting to catch up. Um, and I guess the plan is eventually they will catch up to where maybe we'll only be a week or two behind, um, which will be cool because then maybe we'll see – translated promos of matches that they're building that haven't happened Mm -hmm. yet, which will be interesting. It'll be more interesting than what we're seeing now, which is just a bunch of stuff that we've already seen. But how can I vote that over something like ROH TV or Lucha Underground or whatever or NXT right. when I've seen the matches? It's kind of just like, you know, so but 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 if
0: and it's kind of cheating as well because they're kind of picking out the and that's people have brought that up as well. Which to be fair, but yeah, yes and no and, and to an extent, but yeah, when you're picking out like the best pay per view matches of the year and, and presenting that as a TV show, yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, if 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 WWE just ran you know WrestleMania main events every single week, like yeah, it's, it's kind of a different story. So. I, I I think it's I unfair to, for
1: people to vote for it.
0: I just no, not if you want to vote for it. That's fine. I just, I just have a weird. It's not the best show to me that.
1: because it just isn't to me. So I
0: exactly right, right.
1: And I think it's more than fair if you want to vote for those guys for best wrestling announcer. And uh, I actually, you know, I think Morrow will, is going to win that in a rout. I mean, I it's going to be one. Oh, of those he
0: should as he should. I mean, who's even close? It's going to one it be one of those
1: categories where it's like one guy has like two thousand points and the next guy has two hundred. It's going to be one of those categories. So, I mean, he's going to destroy, but, uh, but yeah. So Okada versus styles, um, again, I, it's, there's what, five, every title is on the line on this show, correct? Every, uh, both junior titles, all uh, three singles titles. Yeah. Everything's, there, yeah, everything's titles. there. Every single title could change hands. And
0: uh, I think. Um, yeah. It's not, yeah. Know. It's not unrealistic. Yeah. That's no.
1: another reason why this show is so intriguing how often do you get that dynamic? Usually, even if – on a show where every title is on the line, which is rare to begin with, but on shows where there's more than three titles on the line, there's always at least one or two matches where it's a challenger who's a placeholder challenger who has no chance of winning. Any one of these six titles can change hands on the yeah. show. And, and, I, and the some consensus of was
0: five of six. And the consensus uh, among you guys – I was the only kind of dissenter on some of those – is that five of the six titles will change.
1: Right. And I do think Okada will win this match because yeah. it's kind of like he can't lose to AJ again. He's 0-3 against AJ in title matches. He did beat him in a G1 uh, match, but he's – you know, the, that was actually the match that kicked off the G1 last year, the main event on the first G1 show last year. But he's 0-3 versus AJ in title matches, including losing his title to AJ last year at Wrestling Duntaku in the match where Okada was screwed out of the title in a finish that we hated, if you recall. Um. So this is the story coming full circle now. He's had his entire redemption story. Um, he won his G1. He was overconfident at Wrestle Kingdom and came up short. Um, he was at a time when he was emotionally fragile and, and, and thrown off his game from losing a match that he was sure he was going to win over Tanahashi. He then had to overcome the monster bad luck folly, which he did in a feud that ended up working out perfectly, uh, in the narrative of the long-term story for Okada. And now he heads into, he finally gets another match against AJ and how the hell can you book him to lose this? I mean, unless they're very creative about it. I, I I think you know on a much larger scale than Kushida losing, this would be disastrous. This would be a disaster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. you can't I mean, restart, hit the restart button on him again, and make him go through hell to get back to this point. He has to win this match.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you can do. Whereas you know, I mentioned the Omega and the Kushida. That maybe you can come back in one of the G1 shows and have their their little rematch or you know something like that. Yet, There's the nothing. Day, that's a I mean, your
1: title and. It, it's not the worst thing in the world if they fuck up Kushida, but this is the the, the main title and their biggest. Exactly,
0: they're, they're, you can't do that. I mean, then then it is a holding pattern for two months. Then nothing happens for two months, and and Okada is just in the G doing. I mean, yeah, there, there's. It would be shocking to Do serious to me if,
1: business damage by fucking this one up.
0: Whereas, yes, oh so you could you could ruin Okada. I mean, nobody would trust. I mean, why would you trust this guy anymore? Whereas, with this guy, I mean, he's he's a godo level choker at this yeah, point. Now it's you, like, all right, well, fuck it. Like, you can this guy never wins the big one. You could
1: stall a Kushida momentum, but that's not going to affect your business. It would just be stupid because you're hurting a guy who's popular, but he's not popular at the level where it's going to hurt your business. This would this could legitimately hurt business if he loses and they don't have a creative way to keep him strong while doing so. You know what I mean? If he loses and looks like a geek. You're in big trouble. that's a big mistake.
0: I think even even if you had a, a creative way to have him lose, I, I I just think it's a horrible, horrible idea. I mean, he has to win the, the story just makes so much more sense with him him winning and and so much more kind of falls into place. And I don't think AJ loses a ton by losing either, but man, Okada losing in this situation, you know, go it just AJ I, I, loses
1: nothing by losing.
0: And no, he, he can move on. And, and like we it's said, it, this Nakamura, could be
1: like Nakamura and Styles in these situations and Omega, 2 in my opinion, none of them lose a thing by losing on this show. They just they don't. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. AJ loses. So what it doesn't matter? I mean, you know, it, it's like the proper story is for the heel to lose here. The story has come yeah. full circle um, when, when the proper story is for someone to lose. They're not hurt by the loss.
0: No, exactly. That's yeah. the it thing with do wrestling. Yeah.
1: When you tell the proper story and execute it properly, when that person loses, they don't lose anything by losing. It's when guys lose and you're telling a shitty story or they lose at the wrong time, that's when guys get hurt by losses. This wouldn't. This loss wouldn't hurt AJ at all.
0: Uh, ex- expectations for this match. Do you expect a, a spectacular match? you expect one that might be a little bit disappointing no, or do you, you think really, it's going to be awesome? It's going to yeah. be
1: great. I think – anything less than a fringe match of the year contender would be disappointing. I mean, this is two guys who, um, have a reputation for going out there and delivering in a, in a big match. Now there's people who have been disappointed in the matches they've had before, which might be a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, I think that's a little nitpicky though. I think they've had very good matches in the past. I think a lot of that is, is the, is the high bar of new Japan. I think a lot of that is, um, you know, it's whereas at these big new Japan title matches, when they're not instant classic match of the year contenders, people are just naturally disappointed. And right. we've spoke of that before. That's the that's the downside of raising the bar as high as they've raised it in terms of match. Quality and that's fair. That's something you have to deal with. You know, when you raise the bar that high, you gotta you gotta keep clearing that bar. So, but it, there's no re- like there's no way they're gonna go out there and have a three star match if that's what you're asking me. It's just not. I don't think it's
0: possible. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. I, I, four stars is about my my minimum that I'm kind of going in thinking, and yeah, anything above is is gonna be fantastic. And I can't wait. Yes, it's it's gonna be a, a great match. And yeah, I can't foresee a scenario where um, Okada loses and and God, if he does, it's some like bullet club shenanigans. Or something. Uh, our Twitter accounts on that morning will be uh, uh, very fun to see, but very interesting. we'll have uh, live coverage, of course. As I mentioned, we have preview on the website right now. Um, you, me, and Rob McCarron gave our kind of predictions. Uh, Oliver Court, Ali Court, will have uh, a sort of a preview. He does the House of Cards uh, for some of these New Japan cards. He'll have that up by the time most of you guys listen to this too, if you want sort of a different take uh, on a preview. And then, of course, yeah, like I said, we'll have coverage of it uh, that morning and, and talking about it and doing all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, Dominion. Uh, looks like a fantastic show. I can't wait. Yeah, I think definitely
1: this... a very intriguing show. Um, the possibility, look, not all of those titles are going to change, but they all have a ch- chance to change.
0: There's a solid chance. Five of those six do change it really is. A- a- at the absolute minimum. Four out of six, I think w- would be safe and fair to say.
1: I, I mean, I agree. I mean, for that reason alone, you might see young bucks retain just so they don't turn every title over. You know what I mean? It, Cause that's the one title where it really doesn't matter. Um, or, you know, I guess Makabe could win again. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, Ishii's going to be over regardless. Um, I just personally wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, it's it, you know, it's not like Makabe is... Con- it's not like Ishi is considerably younger than Makabe. I mean, he's like 39 years old too, but it, he's a newer star than Makabe.
0: He's fresher, yeah. He's, he's got more of a freshness to him than than than. Makabe. So, I mean,
1: Ishii should come out on top over Makabe in, in, in a long feud. But, you know... That could be, you know, us talking as Westerners. I mean, you know, Makabe is a big star in New Japan. You know, he's a big deal. Guy's a former champion, IWGP champion,
0: everything else. and He's all over their marketing, too. If, yeah, you, if you follow yeah. them on Facebook or look at their marketing, I mean, he's everywhere. He's, a big he's
1: much bigger he's star than He's
0: sponsoring uh, eclairs. Have you ever seen uh, the Makabe eclairs that he eats? I
1: have. I would like to taste that product.
0: They look very delicious. Yeah, you get them in like a vending machine and Togi Makabe's little cartoon is all over them. And they look great. I don't know how he- I
1: feel about like the uh, Yoshihashi sandwich. That I saw. I, don't,
0: I, don't <laughs> I I've never seen that. It's probably awful. It may cause a. It, it's you know, probably mediocre. Yeah, it's probably really mediocre. And, <laughs> yeah. kind of and, right, it, yeah. and it
1: may cause a loose explosion. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the, like uh, yeah, right. Yoshihashi sandwich. It's like turkey with like nothing on it. It's just like very plain very and like. Sandwich. Yeah. Like it's okay, but you're just like, eh, all right. Like a yeah, very <laughs> disappointing sandwich. Like the turkey's okay, but eh, it could have really used some, like you know, some mayonnaise or something like that. But it's just kind of there, so.
1: Yeah. But uh but yeah, so it should be a hell of a show. Obviously we have it covered from all angles like you just laid out. Um it is early enough to where I can watch it live and review it and uh, tweet about it as it's happening. You're
0: gonna have to you're gonna have to go home early from your uh, your fireworks, right? You're gonna get the blanket, you have to look at the timer, get the blanket so you can get to bed early, right? I mean, you
1: know, it's gonna be a struggle getting back to the
0: fireworks. <laughs> you love you love going to a park and getting uh I bought the bug spray, Joe. I just bought it yesterday to get ready for my uh, my journey to Yo. a random piece of grass.
1: The worst thing, too, is like
0: to watch explosions. The, the
1: like the firework gimmick is like legal in Texas, so we have these um, like firework stands all over the place.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And, I have to go to Indiana to get my fireworks, but
1: yeah. So you know, um, the more backwards a state is, the more legal the fireworks are. That's <laughs> yeah. usually. How you can determine how backwards a state is is one of those determining factors. Is is you know are fireworks legal? Okay, yeah, that state is probably backwards. But um, so what happens is from like it it should be starting tomorrow from like July third. I just
0: actually I know what you're gonna say because I just heard three of them outside of my window. There you go.
1: From like July third to July (laughs) fifth, it's just nonstop firecrackers, fireworks, shit blowing up and it terrifies the dogs my dogs are barking they're hiding under furniture um it's it's waking them up from their naps it's 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 just it's just such an inconvenience and it's just and then i wake up in the morning and i got like remnants of fireworks
0: <laughs> all in over the your backyard, driveway in the yeah.
1: driveway like from cuz you know they fire them from like the other block and then they fly over to your house. And you know what's gonna happen. One of these fireworks is gonna land on my roof and my house is gonna catch on fire. And it's gonna come full circle because I always talk shit about fireworks. Exactly. Yeah. So a so firework we- is gonna burn down my house. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I I I I I bought the bargain basement homeowners insurance policy to save a little money on the mortgage every month. So it probably won't even cover the cost of the phone, <laughs> and you know, you know, JL's going to be out a couple grand, uh, you know, at the end of the day, and I'm going to be sleeping on my mother's floor again, because that's karma, and that's what I get for talking shit about fireworks. That's what's right. going to happen.
0: I'm a big fan. We 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 shoot off this one. It's uh, an army man comes out of it without a. It's like an army. You shoot it up, and it goes you know super high up in the air, and then an army man comes out in a parachute. And that one's the funniest because it just goes like, like you said, it'll go like two blocks away, and we're like, ah, oh, someone's gonna find that, and they're, like, so, <laughs> it's wait, like in their gutter, wait, these like
1: little green army man gimmicks. Yes, yes it's, yeah, it's,
0: so, yeah, so, yeah, so it flies up in the air. I mean, it's, it's got, it's way up there. It's like, a, it's like a rocket that goes, and then when it explodes at the top, this army man comes out in a little parachute or whatever. But the wind takes this thing, and I, I guarantee you, it's in some dude's gutter. And then, like you know, it rains someday, and his house is flooded, and he's wondering what the hell's wrong with his gutter. And there's an army. I'll man tell
1: you where is, it is. It's in my yard. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and there's there's firework residue all over my yard. Yeah. and you know and then I got to stop my dogs from eating it and everything else. It's just a disaster. That's, that's, me. that's my
0: fault. I apologize. I get bored of it. to be fair though, I get bored of fireworks in like 10 minutes. I get a lot of stuff that's like small. I don't like the really loud stuff or the really long. I like my stuff, everything I like is just kind of like it makes like a pretty color and it stays on the ground and you know there's like tanks that will shoot at each other. I like those, but yeah, other than that, I, I'm kind of over mean, it' pretty back quick.:
1: Teenagers shooting bottle rockets at each other all month. It a
0: lot. Yeah, there's one we we went to, of course, Gary, Indiana, which is a lovely place to go to to buy uh, your your illegal fireworks. Uh, there's one it's 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 a, it's rockets that you hold a sword, so it's a sword that you hold like the handle of the sword, and then someone lights the top of the sword, and it shoots off with you holding it. That
1: sounds very white trashy. Yes.
0: <laughs> i said i don't think i'm gonna buy that
1: i'll tell you i you know because
0: some people like hold them in in their hands and like let it like i'm just like you are the dumbest people like everything i do goes in a bottle it goes like 30 so feet it's like away a roman candle that.
1: kind of gimmick but it's shaped like a sword
0: it's shaped like a sword yeah and there's a bunch of them in there so you hold this sword and they'd shoot off and like i'm
1: shocked i haven't seen it on like a czw show or something that sounds like something <laughs> they would do like
0: Nick Gage would In
1: Tournament of Death, like, with their sword uh, Roman candles shooting bottle rockets at each other.
0: It's the first time I've seen the sword uh, candle, so maybe maybe it hasn't made its way to CZW quite yet. But uh, maybe for the next King of Death, it'll it'll show up there. But I'll,
1: I look forward to not watching that.
0: Yep, uh, we were going to talk about CZW right now, right? I don't think... Uh, we weren't, no, We've ever
1: know. talked about CZW.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this this might be the most we've ever talked about it. I
1: mean, CZW...
0: No, you tried to watch that one show and then gave up. You and Warren both gave up uh, about um, about twenty minutes into it and never came back. It so
1: genuinely holds zero appeal, and I'm going to tell you why. It because it's either like these cringy death matches with yard-tard guys, or it's like the grapple fuck wrestling with your right, and that's what their dojo wars your, sort of like, yeah.
0: And, and I've given that a try. The dojo wars, which is not bad, but it's it's very much the oh, style. So it's not,
1: dry. It
0: yeah, even, I, I just
1: drier. Um,
0: it's like. 10 people there tops and, and the environment gotta. just
1: kills you. Cause it's like those beyond like shows in front of just the wrestlers where the environment's awful. And it's, um, you know, there's a tag match making the rounds from one of those dojo shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Which it's been recommended for match of the month. I watched it. It was kind of, I kind tried of to
1: watch it. I tapped out after about eight minutes. Um, I Didn't don't, really I don't do remember of the it, participants. Definitely. Um, it was the usual suspects. It was Gulak teaming with, uh, Gulak was in it for sure.
0: Golak was definitely and in
1: There's it. that new black dude who uh, is fresh on the grapple fuck scene. What's his name? Um, he just won their the CZW <laughs> Wired title. As a matter of fact, he's a black dude. I can't remember his name. He was in that match. Um, I can't remember who the other two guys were, but um, I tried it because it was highly recommended. I got about eight minutes in, and it, it couldn't have been drier, Rich. It was. You watched it, right?
0: I did, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What a boring <laughs> match with four guys who have less charisma than me. I mean, I, I, I mean, you you can't find you couldn't find four guys with less charisma than the four guys. It was, uh, I Tracy
0: was Tracy Williams, true. Drew Gulak, Frankie Pickard, and then Connor Claxton. I believe Connor Claxton is the guy you're you're, you're talking about, but yeah, that's yeah, your Connor those are your guys. Connor Claxton right
1: there. is is all the rage now. Uh, what were the teams again?
0: Uh, it was Tracy Williams and Drew Gulak versus Frankie Picard and Connor Claxton.
1: Yeah, Frankie Picard, I couldn't think of. And, of course, uh, Tracy Williams, um, the silver ant. Uh, Uh-oh. Well, who the fuck cares? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like, you know, put your little ant costume back on because you're a fucking bore. These were four guys. so they, There was negative charisma in this match. Negative charisma. Like, you, you couldn't possibly be less charismatic than these four guys. And on top of it, it's like you said, there was like eight people there. And it's like, I don't know if they were fans. I don't know if they were the guys who set up the ring. All I know is when you're in that sterile of an environment and then you have four guys who have negative charisma and then they're wrestling that style. It's like you've died and you've arrived in, and you were a bad person and you've arrived in your own personal wrestling hell. If you have to watch matches like that on a loop, over and over for the rest of eternity. It's like, I'd rather be incinerated by the devil and just, just finish me all. I, you know, than sit there and watch Frankie Picard and, and Tracy Williams, uh, bore me for the rest of it. I mean, it's so bad. I couldn't finish it. You know, how hard yeah. it is for me not to be able to finish a wrestling match. There was like seven minutes left in the match. Seven minutes, rich. It's only seven minutes of my life. I don't do anything else. I could not finish the match awful how do people enjoy this
0: yeah i don't know <laughs> it's just not my vibe I'm i'm glad people do and then you know do your thing but yeah it's uh it's, it's, it's not my thing unfortunately so it's been recommended for match of the month and if uh, i don't believe enough people have nominated it but we'll see there's still a few time to uh uh, a few days left to nominate and and maybe it gets up there and maybe it gets but it will not be voted i, had it <laughs> I, I don't I, think
1: you know i've i've had it with this Drew G-
0: i've really given him a He's- chance yeah of all the grapple guys like he just never God, ever, he a- ever, ever ever does anything and, and that's one of the issues that i talked about even even thatcher has shown a little bit more for me whereas Gulek no matter what is everybody kind of succumbs to his style and, you know people talk about that and and that's fine i mean i i if that's your style you're gonna work that's cool But I like the fact that like a Biff Busek can do this style but then also against another guy do a different style. Like I don't think it's very talented or I don't know how talented you are if you have one style and everybody has to fit that exact same style. You know what I mean? Where no matter who Gulak faces, it's going to be that sort of match.
1: I just – I just, everything about the guy is boring. And I mean I know I kind of get that that's the idea. They're stripped down. You know what I mean? It's like – but it just – it doesn't connect with me at all. I I don't know. I – uh, maybe people can go try that match. Maybe we're off.
0: Yeah, it's it's in our match of the month. That's right on the forums as well. If you want to check it out, maybe, maybe you, if hey, if you like it, more power to you. I, I tried. I gave it you know 22 minutes of my life, and when it was over, I just went, oh, okay. I think I I'm- can't
1: wait for this trend to go away. I, you know, it's it, because now more pro, you know the you got you know different indies booking this stuff now, and it, it'll never have mainstream appeal. You can forget that. I mean, there's a reason these matches are in front of 10 people in you know warehouses because it's never going to have mainstream appeal uh it's it's not a style that's ever going to be conducive to you know an arena it's just not um especially in 2015 for for the reasons we always talk about you got to be able to hold people's attentions and Mm -hmm. exchanging holds for 15 minutes with you know devoid of any sort of flashy high spots you're you're never going to hold people's attention so it's never going to catch on mainstream but um, hopefully it goes away quickly. Hopefully it's not a fad that lasts long, at least for my own selfish reasons, because I can't <laughs>
0: it's
1: fucking shit. All right, what, what else we got on the docket? Here?
0: We got a few other things. Yeah, we got a few other things here. I don't know if we're going to do a full-fledged uh, bounce around Japan, because I think we're going to do some listener questions here. But uh, there were a few cards that we wanted to talk about uh, taking place in Japan you know we're going to do larger previews as we get a little bit closer but we wanted to talk about a few different ones that were kind of catching our attention and the first one's the DDT Sumo Hall show it's coming up uh, August 23rd and the big thing about this and, and I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier is Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on I'm going to keep going with Hiroshima because apparently we, we, we asked what is the correct pronunciation one person said no it's definitely Hiroshima you're definitely right Rich and I went okay good and then Chris Charlton who who hosts the, uh, the Japanese audio wrestling on uh, you know the fightnetwork.com and the, the live audio wrestling family and he's, he's actually actually coming out with a, uh, a New Japan book, a, a physical book that, that looks a lot of fun. We're, we're going to talk to him throughout the process as he's kind of getting that together. He said, no, it's definitely uh, – what, what do you call it? You say Hirashima, right? He said it's definitely Hirashima. Now, he lives in Japan teaching English. So I kind of would go with him more than others, but then we had like 10 other people be like, no, it's Hiroshima, so I don't fucking know. So whatever you say is fine, whatever I say is fine. That's what we're doing. Anyway, yeah, that's one of the dream matches here, the dramatic dream matches, Uh, Hiroshima versus Roshi Tanahashi. But there's some other good stuff on this card as well. I don't know if you've had a chance to uh, check it out quite yet, and like I said, we're not going to do a full-fledged preview, but there's some fun stuff.
1: Yeah, the DDT show? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's their. And this is the Peter
0: Pan. This is, this is Peter the Peter Pan, Pan show, show. Yeah, the big Sumo Hall show. Their yeah.
1: big show every year. They don't have the entire card laid out yet. I think there's five announced matches, and you can kind of see where they're going with some of the other matches. But um, based on what they have booked out right now, it it, it definitely looks like they're going to pack the place again. They always pack the building for these uh, for these uh, Peter Pan shows, but. Um, it looks like let's see aside from the Hiroshima Hiroshi Tanahashi uh dream match kudo will be defending against sakaguchi who won the uh, uh king of ddt tournament now you saw the match yes he won that tournament i have not seen it yet uh what would you think of that match
0: you you'll love it, it? You, you will absolutely love it and i absolutely recommend it if you see it it's on uh, the the usual daily motion it's the uh the king of the D, uh, king of ddt final uh, i i loved it i think if the one thing i sort of when it was over and i said you know I like this match a lot, and it's not on that level, but it reminded me very much of the Kotobushi-Shinsuke uh, Nakamura match from uh, the G1 two years ago where, uh, you know, Kodobushi was kind of, and it was really in a lot of ways a star-making moment and kind of the turning point in, I, at least for me, uh, the turning point in Kodobushi's career because it finally solidified him, you know, as a, as a legit guy or whatever. And it, it was similar to that where where Sakaguchi is sort of the guy that controls a lot of the match. But uh, Takashita, he doesn't go away. He's always sort of there. And then there's a point where it's like, okay, he uh, I, I don't want to spoil it because I know some people probably haven't seen it yet. But there's a point where Sakaguchi has him in a sleeper and it's like, okay, it's over. Takashita is, is definitely losing this. And Takashita fires up and he gets going, he gets going. He gets a little flurry. And then Sakaguchi just says, "Now nah, fuck you. You're done and, and ends it. So it reminded me a lot of that that Abushi Nakamura, where we got the same sort of vibe. Where Abushi had, okay, I got one last breath, you know, the kick out at one that you and I talked about at length, and and still one of my favorite Kota Bushi matches, where he gets up and goes, okay, no, I got one last thing in me, and then Nakamura goes, no, 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 not yet, <laughs> no, you don't, and and it's very similar to that. So so I enjoy it, and I think you'll enjoy it from that standpoint as well. But definitely, definitely recommend uh, checking that out. It's, I think it's about twenty five minutes or so uh but definitely worth your time and, and and DDT in general and and there was somebody who asked a, uh, a listener question if you're not watching DDT or not in on it or or have no idea what we're talking about when we say DDT you got to get on the bandwagon cuz this is a promotion that is is just it it's high. it's it's great right now there's so many good matches coming out of it and it's a promotion that a lot of people just sort of you know, maybe you'll see a gift from Senior Larioto where they're playing in a park and doing, you know, <laughs> Hurricane Rana's in a pool or whatever, which they did just this past week. Had like a, a an entire event in a water park or whatever. But then they have these Corkin shows and they're fucking fantastic. Like everybody is, they're they're filled with great workers, having great matches. I mean, it's it's really a promotion that if you're not watching this year, you're really really missing out. And we have a a great thread out the forums again. I, I hate to keep mentioning it, but where we're kind of posting good matches talking about it. If if you're looking for a time to jump into DDT, I think now if you're not doing it now, you you're never going to I mean this is it it's really really great stuff right now.
1: Yeah, so um you know, I haven't seen the match yet. Sounds like you strongly recommend it, but yeah. you know, that'll be the match that I, you know, presumably goes on last since that's their title match and um you know, obviously last week I raved about the uh the the Kudo title win over uh Hiroshima. i thought that was uh easily a match of the year contender um they're also going to have one of Tenru's, you know road to retirement matches on this show on the big ddt show they haven't laid out um who the opponent he's, he, he's going to be teaming with uh sanshiro takagi and uh saki akai against xx and x rich
0: <laughs> can't wait
1: but listen those aren't going to disappoint because it's a Tenru retirement match. You know what I mean? It's not the retirement match, but it's him on his retirement tour. They're not, it's.
0: At know, Sumo Hall, yeah, they're not going to fuck around. It's not going to be
1: three jerks from a DDT undercard, all right? You know, you're going to get some names there. Uh, Daisuke Sekimoto and, and Okabayashi will defend the uh, DDT tag titles, the KOND tag titles, against the winners of a match that's going to take place in three days. And I have the match here. It is, well, a bunch of the guys who conspicuously haven't been booked for the show yet. Takashita and Honda against Kota, Abushi and Sasaki. So that's how they're going to work Takashita or Abushi onto the show. Mm-hmm. One of them will challenge with their ta- tag team partner uh, uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and Yujo Okabayashi for the K1D tag titles. And look, no matter what team ends up challenging there, that's going to be a tremendous match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you
0: can't go wrong with either of those.
1: Akito is also defending the extreme title against X. Okay,
0: X is having a hell of a day. He's gonna have a night. X is gonna be busy
1: now. X, X
0: is doing a quadruple shot there.
1: <laughs> look, X could end up being whoever loses that tag eliminator. You know, either mm-hmm. Takashita or Ibushi, because then you know that guy, they're, those guys are going to be on the card. So you're gonna to have to find a way to get both of those guys on the show. Maybe they challenge for that title. Um, and if your plan is to load up these shows, um, you know, to uh, uh, with the idea of selling out a building like sumo hall, you want to make the biggest match as possible. So, you know, either Takashita or Abushi can end up facing Akito. So that's all we know for now. Yeah. Those are the five matches we know for now. They still got to get Abushi, um, Takashita. Um, I don't know what's going on with Endo. He's been out, but this, this, this show isn't,
0: he's got a heel injury, correct? Something like that. that, some that I, I thought Alan mentioned that. Yeah. His, his heels messed up or something to that effect. But yeah, I, I, we don't know quite yet where he's fits in, but yeah, it, it so, uh, you know, Good card on, paper so far. on paper, it already looks
1: like a show that's going to you know fill the building and, and they haven't even filled it out with all of their biggest stars yet. So um, but there's plenty of time to get to the DDT show. Now, this entire show, Rich, is pretty much bouncing around Japan. I don't think there'll be an official bouncing around Japan segment because that's pretty much all we're talking about. Um, but uh, Big Japan has a big show on the horizon too.
0: Another now, promotion you should be watching. Absolutely. Skip all the deathmatch. Anytime you see light tubes or something in the match, skip it immediately, but everything else you you need to watch.
1: Yeah, and you know, that's the thing with Big Japan. You know, the first half of the show is and you know what, to be fair, DDT as well because a lot of the comedy on the undercards on DDT just does not land with me. Um, you know, but at this point, you can really make an argument that DDT is the promotion of the year. Um, they've done good business. And their are from a you know their main events have all delivered and yeah. really it's been Harashima um, who's got three you know standout matches two with Ibushi one with Kudo he's a wrestler of the year contender I think there's no question about it especially in a year where nobody in WWE and nobody in New Japan has really stepped in front of the pack with the ex- possible exception of Kota Ibushi you know Harashima he's right in the mix do you agree or disagree?
0: Oh, absolutely. No, I I think so. It's going to be a wide-open field right now where, you, you know, in previous years, uh, we sort of had some favorites. I There's really not many. I mean, Kotobushi came out, you know, real strong at the He's beginning be my of the year. Pick right now. He'd probably be my pick as well, but yeah, it, it it's really hard to do it, you know, pre-G1. I think he would probably still be my pick just because at the beginning of the year he was hot. I mean, we, go look at our match of the month. I mean, my guy, he the guy was in the top three you know, sometimes multiple matches in the top three almost every one of the first five months we did that thing. I mean, just just spectacular matches. It's fallen off a little bit, you know, in, in May and, and June or whatever, but that's really not... I mean, when you have four or five stellar months before that, we'll, we'll let it slide. But yeah, I, I think Hiroshima or Rashima or whatever is absolutely a contender. It's a, It's a really wide-open field. You know, there's a guy... You know, without going into America, I mentioned John Cena earlier as another guy, not to kind of get off this big Japan talk, but you, you look at another guy who, shockingly, has had a great year, you know, in-ring-wise. Uh, who's that now? Uh, John Cena. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, I, I was Size thinking about it, looking at the list. Yeah, and, and what's funny is, concurrently, while he was doing that Rusev feud, he was also having like fantastic of uh, those U.S. title open challenge matches. It's like the weirdest period of his career where, you know, on his main event scene or the thing that he should be focusing on was just an absolute dud and terrible and career killer. But at the same time, he's having these great sort of U.S. title matches. But yeah, he's a guy that that absolutely is a contender for Wrestle of the year. It's a wide open field. So yeah, there's no reason Hirashima shouldn't be in your conversation because I don't think any real... I'll listen to almost every argument right now about Wrestle of the year because I don't think anybody has really... Far and away, you know, stake, uh, made their claim to it. So, yeah, Hiroshima is absolutely a, a worthy contender. I,
1: I think right now, Abushi, Cena, and Hiroshima would be my top three in some order. I think people are going a little crazy with the Roderick Strong stuff. Um, most outstanding, knock yourself out. Okay, if you think he's been the best bell-to-bell wrestler this year, you're not going to get a big argument out of me. I wouldn't vote for him for that either, but I can definitely see an argument for voting for him. Uh, for most outstanding. But, you know, the wrestler of the year as defined by the Observer Awards.
0: Sure. You got to attach. You got to attach business. The Flair to too, Fez, right?
1: I don't even think Roderick Strong should be in the conversation, honestly. Agreed. Um, for that. That's why the most outstanding exists for guys who, you know, were great wrestlers over the course of the year. But, you know, did nothing. You know, did, did, you know, I mean, why would what's the argument for Roderick Strong for a Flair Fez award? Um, You know, they're just it's not there. Um, so yeah, those would be my three guys right now in some order. Um, I could see people throwing Roman Reigns in the mix, although I wouldn't personally, I could see people throwing, um, Okada in the mix, especially after this weekend, because you'll, you'll have, you know, you know, he may event at Wrestle Kingdom and had a tremendous match and now he'll have, uh, you know, this, this Osaka Joe Hall thing and, and filling that up is a big deal, Rich. I know we talked about it before, but. That's you know that's they haven't filled that place in what twenty years or something like that. Yeah, right. So they haven't even attempted. Well, I can
0: get the exact date for you. Actually, yeah, here, let me get the exact date for
1: they, you. They have been afraid to run the building. So you know he you know he instantly if if the match delivers and there's a great match he instantly you know goes into that mix you know he has to. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't see an argument for Flair Thez for someone like Roderick Strong, but um, but yeah, so. As I desperately try to stall, as you look this up.
0: Yeah, let's see. No, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm it was unfortunately firing enough. I, I had a. Stopped yeah, I had a spreadsheet building. ready, and then uh, unfortunately, it's. I mean,
1: it's, they they haven't even run the building in years, so you no. Know,
0: Japan Stadium here. Let's do a little Osaka search. Oh boy. I guess let's if you wanted to see. look
1: to Dragon Gate, I mean, you can't really. You think BB Hulk is a flair test contender? I do not.
0: Do you, no, do you think no. Tozawa
1: is a Flair Thez contender? I do not. Again, I think a guy like Tozawa would be more suited for more, you know, most outstanding. Um, so there's really nobody in Dragon Gate. Uh, you could forget about your All Japans. How about this one? How about Daisuke Sakamoto?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Big matches and multiple promotions. But do you think he's more – again, is that more of a he's most the most uh, He's the
0: most outstanding guy? guy. Yeah, it's hard for me to I, – I, I, and, and to be fair, I'm not – a hundred percent familiar with with uh you know what type of business um big japan is doing right now but yeah he would he would strike me as as, as a little bit more on the um you know the most outstanding hard to uh, make a
1: flair thez argument for second
0: yeah i just, I just don't know i mean i could be wrong i could be absolutely wrong and and, and he is you know worthy of it but yeah i, I would be sort of hard, hard right now, too.
1: and uh you know and, and in that you know then you have to talk about guys like ishikawa who's having those outstanding matches with Sekimoto and Okabayashi, and of course all those great matches as part of the Twin Towers tag team. Ishikawa is the most outstanding contender, I think. I think there's no question about that. Yeah, Okabayashi oh, actually, yeah. too. Okabayashi is the most outstanding. Most outstanding has far more contenders because you're eliminating the business element from it. You're eliminating the, um, you know, all the it, it, all that matters is the bell to bell. So then it really opens it up for a bunch of other guys. Did you come up with those numbers or not?
0: Yeah, so here, here's the last uh, Osaka Dome. Uh, this is 15,000 in uh, November of 2004 was the last time. I, I and, and again, that's kind of a weird period for New Japan where we're not entirely sure how. That's the uh, last time they ran it stuff or stuff the last story.
1: time they sold it out?
0: Uh, the last time they have, at least where they had over 10,000 that I found. I, I, I can't and find we don't out exactly. Even I, know I, if
1: that number's legitimate, what was the main
0: exactly. event? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Fujita and Kashin.
1: Kendo Kashin, man.
0: Yes, again. Dragon you,
1: Soldier B.
0: Yes, who who do you think
1: I don't he even, would face? I can't even wager a guess.
0: Nakanishi and Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Okay, so Nakanishi bet, That and was not good. <laughs> yes. And who was it? It was Dragon Soldier B and who?
0: Yeah, it was Fujita and uh, Kendo Kashi. Okay,
1: Fujita and Dragon Soldier B. All right, well.
0: And then before that, uh, two thousand one, they have uh, eighteen thousand there, and that's Hashimoto versus Sasaki. Oh, right, well, that's a fake
1: number. It doesn't even hold eighteen thousand.
0: Right. <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> so we don't even. These numbers are probably.
0: Oh, well, in ninety eight, they had twenty five thousand. Sure, they did. What? Which show? versus Fuji, <laughs> Fujinami.
1: Okay. What was the other? Uh, what was the main event? Of the other show?
0: Uh, what was the one? Uh, Hashimoto versus Sasaki, and that's in two thousand eleven. Okay.
1: All right. Well,
0: let only find the last you, time you they ran watch that these
1: Shows on your uh, little New Japan World.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: Some of them are there. If you want to see twenty five thousand people in a thirteen thousand seat building, and see how they pulled that off, uh, you know, check it out on <laughs> your new Japan World.
0: Are you? Are you? Are, I feel like I feel like you are. Uh, I am doubting these. You giving them today. their. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how dare you? I
1: mean, you know, I guess it's possible. You know, you sell two tickets for every seat. You know, you can pull that off. Um, back to the Big Japan Show coming up July twentieth yes, yeah. in Sumo Hall. Okay, Sumo Hall is going to be a busy building. This summer um you know i'm not going to talk about, about a lot of the undercard stuff because the fact of the matter is the big japan i want
0: you breaking down this yokohama shopping street six man so <laughs> what? i'm going i'm going to the bathroom i'll come back you uh you come you you you, you let the people know all the about fact, this and okay. you got the brahmin I, brothers i, I, I mean do come that
1: on. i'll break it down right now the brahmin
0: i do actually have to go to the bathroom should i do it now the,
1: the brahmin brothers are in- i'm doing it this okay breakdown
0: all right I don't have time, time to go
1: to the bathroom Because the Brahmin
0: (laughs) Brothers Yokohama
1: Shopping Street Six-Man Tag Championship (laughs) features the Brahmin Brothers, and they are an instant skip no matter what they do. So there's your breakdown. You don't even have to watch it. You can blow it off. okay? And you can really blow off much of these Big Japan undercards, unless it involves uh, speeds of sound, who I'm a big fan of, uh, tremendous tag team. I think this is an interesting match buried in the middle of the show about this Black Tiger Koji Kanemoto team yeah facing Daishi Hashimoto and Kazuki uh, uh, Hashimoto the Hashimotos have been teaming together okay da- Daishi Hashimoto is is out from his uh
0: <laughs> that was a bad idea being here. in, oh, in uh, the that was his choice that was his if you remember it we talked about choice. that the last year. I think around this year, uh, time last year yeah where he he chose i uh uh, Inoki Genome Federation. Yes, which, the IGF, and said, I, I, I'm loyal to Inoki because my father was loyal to him. And then a year later goes, You know, yeah, I don't think I'm I don't quite that loyal anymore. anymore. Because yeah. if,
1: he was, <laughs> if he was so loyal to his father, why didn't he stick with Zero One, which was his father's promotion?
0: Right. Maybe, you know, I, I don't or
1: know. why doesn't he just go to New Japan, where his father made a name for himself? These are all rhetorical questions. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you see him working some different shows now, and one way or another, he's going to end up in New Japan. And, um, you know, that's another wild card kind of guy when people say, you know, there's not enough guys under 30 in New Japan. I mean, here's a guy who's probably going to end up there at some point. I mean, if Mm -hmm. he really wants to be a star and make the top money, um, unless another promotion emerges somewhere, uh, he's going to end up there. Um, Now, to be fair, these IGF shows, they don't run frequently, but they draw very well.
0: They draw like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, But
1: but, you know, they're just they're not full time and everything else. Who's this black tiger going to be teaming with Koji Kanemoto? It's certainly not going to be uh, Rocky Romero. Um,
0: you know, <laughs> we know. Of.
1: I have no idea who that's going to be. Um, I can't even. I, I'm sure someone listening knows. If anyone knows who this black tiger is going to be, who's going to be under this hood teaming with Koji Kanemoto, I'd love to know. Could it be our friend Nosawa out of the question?
0: Oh I don't yeah. I
1: don't know the answer to that. I don't know the political relationships he has with the people who run Big Japan. I, I don't I'm not that immersed into the Japanese indie indie sleaze scene to know enough about that. But he's a possibility, right? Um I, I I'd love to know who that black tiger is gonna be if somebody knows. But that's an intriguing match on paper. No matter who's under the black tiger hood. I mean anytime Grumpy Kanamoto's in a match, that's a lot of fun. And you got the Hashimotos. Those guys are going to be a lot of fun. So there's something to sink your teeth into. There's a six-man tag death match, which I couldn't care less about. Um, there's a you know a six-man match with the speeds of sound, which I might keep an eye on. There's a tag team opener with some young guys that we don't have to get into. Um, and then as we move down the card a little bit, I see Hama's working this card, your boy Hama from Wrestle 1. Yes, yeah. He's teaming with uh, Kamatani, and they're taking on the wild network of uh, another guy you enjoy, Manabu Soya. And in this case, he's teaming with uh, Kawakami. So that could be okay. And then when you get into the business end of things, this is where the card gets interesting. You've got the Big Japan Tag Team title match, Twin Towers, who are having a tremendous year. They had a good year in 2014. I think they're having a better year in 2015. I think Ishikawa is having a hell of a year as a singles wrestler. I always enjoy Kohei Sato. Uh, who sounds like he swallowed a beehive. He's got one of those uh, <laughs> Tomoaki Hanma uh, Sachihoko boy voices because he took to one of
0: which Alan does the greatest impression of.
1: Alan Forel can nail that impre- I'm telling you he's the best. and uh, they will defend those championships against Kadoka and Miyamoto. And then there's the deathmatch championship, of course, our boy Abdullah Kobayashi, who I know you are a huge fan of, Rich. Oh, yes. You never miss an Abdullah Kobayashi (laughs) deathmatch. Never. Because he's taking on a man who you drafted in the Japan draft, right? (laughs) So
0: A, the parking lot. I had to have a death match in the parking this lot. Is a it 20 worked.
1: different weapons match.
0: Yes. Him and the, uh, him in the, uh, what did I do? Oh, I booked, uh, him and the, uh, the, the doll from uh, DDT in a death match.
1: Yes. You, you, uh, uh, um, Yoshihiko, what was the name? Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Yoshiko. Yeah. They had a, they had a light yeah. tube, thousand light tube match light or tube something. Death so. match
1: in a parking lot because you forgot I, la-
0: I always liked the day. Yeah. I forgot to book a thing.
1: <laughs> People don't know what we're talking about. We were on the Dr. Keith Presents show. Um, Alan invited – graciously invited us on and we did a –
0: Which, why did he do that? I mean I was unprepared. You just woke up two minutes before. It was just an awful – I didn't
1: really wake up. I stumbled in the door two minutes before.
0: Oh, you didn't wake up. This was done
1: early on a Sunday morning and I stumbled in from a very, very, very questionable Saturday night situation. Is it fair to say? Uh, I think so, yeah. A little rendezvous for Joe Lanza on a Saturday night. That I probably it was a mistake, like most of them are. So I stumble and look. This was like 11 a.m. Central that we did this, right? So, like I stumbled in the door at like 10:30 um, from this uh, Saturday night, uh, you know, situation I was involved in. Slept for about 15 minutes. Got woken up by the Skype phone ringing. You know the Skype, uh, you know the gimmick the Skype does when someone's calling you oh, on yeah, Skype. Do do do. You know that thing.
0: It's loud as hell. Yeah. I get it, woken up like by you. that
1: and. um Still in my clothes from the night before, um, I smelled like all kinds of dirty sex. It was just the worst. and you know, I didn't have my voice. Um, but I performed like a professional on that podcast. I got it together. and um, I did draft a venue for my show despite yes. the fact that I was completely out of it. You didn't even draft your your show was held in a parking lot. But uh, that show can be found on the Figure Four Weekly site's archives if people want to
0: listen to that. It's probably best not you to. Do, it wasn't bad. It was. Long. No, it turned out okay. It was actually it was pretty. It's really fun, long but...
1: and it's really boring if you're, you know, not into, you know, hearing guys like Ryuji Ito get drafted by Rich. <laughs> Rich, you couldn't pick Ryuji Ito out of a lineup. If if you ordered a pizza, and Ryuji Ito delivered it, you wouldn't even know it was him. Be honest. But you're picking this uh, probably guy. Probably not. No. And you're sticking him in a death match in the parking lot on your show, so. But anyway, twenty different weapons. Will that get you to watch Kobayashi versus Ito? No,
0: probably not. No, and I I could tell because he'd probably be bloody and he'd have that terrible goatee, and I I could tell. I I would know him.
1: Okay, I don't think you'd know who he was personally. I. I,
0: Well, he comes up. I see the first like three minutes of every one of his matches because I like I'll, I'll 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 open up the playlist. Uh, like a daily motion playlist or whatever, and then like I'll step away and I come back and it's like these fuckers hitting each other with light tubes. I'm like, God damn it, no! Like like where I wanted to watch a Ishikawa match or whatever, and I'll put it on and I'll go in the other room and I'll come back and I have to watch like a minute of that before I I scramble to get the match I actually want to see and not that. Who could possibly care about seeing somebody hit each other with a light tube ever it's again? It's
1: never. I've never
0: like imagine in 2015 being like, whoa, (laughs) like he hit him with a light. I can tell you
1: in the mid 90s, look, everyone has seen, you know, Mick Foley and IWA, you know, win the tournament, the death tournament that they had.
0: Sure. It was unique. It was fun. I I, we all had. I, I think every kid grew up. At some point, either downloading a video on Kazaa or whatever the hell, or you had the VHS of the oh my god, Mr. Pogo, cool, baseball stadium show with full. Yeah, exactly. I saw it when I was a kid, it was one of the first Japanese that's what I thought all Japanese wrestling was until you know I got older.
1: Most of us went through an FMW phase, okay. But the fact of the matter is, when I watched all those FMW shows, I was more drawn to Mike Awesome and Hayabusa and people like that.
0: I loved Hayabusa, yeah, that was my guy. More
1: so than you know, your Matsunagas who were, you know, falling on beds and nails and whatnot. Like th- that had a certain appeal for about ten minutes before it's like, all right, I've seen these guys maim each other. It's kinda gross. I don't wanna see it anymore. So even with FMW it became, you know, you were drawn to the stuff that wasn't the deathmatch stuff. You know what I mean? And I never really got into Onita's stuff. I recognize that the guy's a first ballot hall of famer and everything else. And I've seen all of his exploding barbed wire death matches there, but it's just, I never got into it. It just was never my
0: thing. What about the pool? The ones where they fall into the pool and then explosion Remember happens. About the like the piranhas? Remember
1: the one with the piranhas?
0: Like, I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. You
1: know, you know, the exploding balloons and,
0: <laughs> I love the, the pool one always gets me because I was watching with a buddy not that long ago because he was kind of uh, interested in like oh do they, they still do death matches and like I was like yeah eh, not not to the same level not like this one and then I showed him you know that one and it was just like these guys fall into the water and then like like literally like 50 feet away from them an explosion goes off and everyone's just like whoa and I'm like what what, what is this yeah. like why would anybody care about this and then I look and they zoom out and the, there's a freaking entire football stadium filled with people yeah, yeah they,
1: they ran these shows in baseball Stadium, right? <laughs> right, I mean, this like, was all the rage, and it, it was like you know, 40,000
0: people there. I'm like, oh, well, all right, it,
1: it greatly influenced a lot of what they did in ECW. You know, it was yeah. a lot of that was taken from, from those promotions in Japan. Um, the main event of this show, which we didn't, haven't talked about, which I mean, this is going to be a tremendous match. This is Daisuke Sakamoto defending his uh strong heavyweight championship, the big Japan uh world strong heavyweight championship against Yuji Okabayashi his tag team partner. Yeah. Rich what are your expectations for this? This is gonna be a tremendous match.
0: Oh, these two dead. They might be dead after this match. I I don't know if <laughs> these two men will be. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of grunting, a lot of manly men slaps and punches and kicks, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, there's 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 no way that's not good. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way that you go into this and go, yeah, it was really disappointing. I I did, I did not get what I wanted out of that you're match. I mean, we, me, yeah, I mean, you know what it's gonna be like. You know what it's gonna feel like. You know what it's gonna sound like, and you're probably gonna love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you love I that style, again, I, I agree with you completely. I don't, I don't see how this match can possibly disappoint. Um,
0: second. Book- so I did a little bit more research. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Okay. You. I, I looked up, uh, I looked up Osaka Castle Hall because, um, and you were actually. It looks like 1994 was the last time they ran that venue per cage match, and I don't know if the, you know because it's under a different name. I, I did my best to try to figure out. What the hell it could be called, but yeah, when looking up Osaka Castle Hall, the last one that comes up is the G1 Climax uh, Night Nine. That's August, or uh, September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four. I don't
1: know, see. I thought I read somewhere, and it may have been the Observer, that they haven't sold it out in twenty years.
0: Okay, that, that's possible. Yeah, I, I just looked up Osaka Castle Hall. It's been a little bit tough because I know it went by Osaka Joe Hall for a while, or I think it, that's it still what does. It I don't know
1: if now. I believe, yeah.
0: Yeah, so the, but the that's a cage match named it, you know, Castle Hall. So I looked up that. So I'm not sure exactly. Someone might have the answer there, but uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, they they don't run it very often. We'll, we'll tell you that as I could definitely definitely tell you that it has not been ran. In here's quite what sometime, Dave had so. to
1: say. This isn't the most definitive evidence, but here's what he had to say in the latest Observer. Tickets for the 7-5 show at Osaka Joe Hall are going strong. It's not sold out, but there are not many tickets left at press time, and it will be the biggest crowd for pro wrestling in that building in probably 20 years. So he's estimating. Um, So, again, not the most definitive evidence. And after The Observer came out, um, a report came out this morning from New Japan, and it got picked up by some newspapers in New Japan and got tweeted out by – man, I want to give credit. I can't remember. It's Trigger. It's Trigger. Yeah. Yep. Um that New Japan had announced that now at this point they're down to standing room only. So there you go. Um so, you know, according to Dave, in close to twenty years it'll be the first sellout there. But uh yes, yeah, so that's on seven twenty. The interesting thing is that's the same day as Kobe World for Dragon Gate, which Rich, if you wanna talk about big time shows, have you seen yeah, the one
0: in a Loaded, loaded show. Yeah, for us Dragon Gate fans, this is... Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's 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 a big one. I mean, the, the main event, uh, Yoshino versus T-Hawk, I mean, that's fucking spectacular okay, right there. Okay, now let's
1: freeze right there. Okay, Yoshino defends against T-Hawk. Do you think it's time to pull the trigger on T-Hawk? Now, I will tell you this. I thought it was very strange that Yoshino beat BB Hulk until I read something that Alan wrote for figure four weekly. And he completely convinced me that putting the title on Masato Yoshino was the right move. And, and the reason being if T-Hawk, if this is going to be the match where T-Hawk wins the title, um, it needs to be a great match. If he's going to be their next great star and who do you trust more to deliver a great match? BB Hulk or Masato Yoshino? Yeah. I mean, he's not even close. I mean, Masato Yoshino is a guy who is an absolute lock to deliver in a big match. I mean, Masato and Yoshino. And make T-Hawk
0: look like a million bucks. Absolutely.
1: Too. And make T-Hawk look great. And if T-Hawk, you know, has a case of the nerves or something on Dragon Gate's biggest show of the year, in the biggest show of his career, who better in the company? Like, if you could handpick someone in the company to lead him through that match, you're probably picking Masato Yoshino, no?
0: Yeah, maybe a Shima or whatever, but yeah, I would probably pick Yoshino. Absolutely.
1: At this stage of the game, I mean, you know. Exactly. Yeah,
0: Shima can't go at, at that level anymore. So if you're looking at the next best, yeah, Yoshino would be that guy. I mean, me.
1: Yoshino. I mean, is it fair to say he's one of the twenty best wrestlers in the world? I mean,
0: I. I love. I mean, I love him. You're never going to hear an argument from me. He's one of my favorites. So yeah. yeah he's a <laughs>
1: tremendous <laughs> professional wrestler. I mean.
0: That's almost why I don't want to see it. When I saw this match, I was like, oh, really? Oh, I mean, like, I get it. Like, it's great, and I hope that you know, I, I I'm fine with Tiak winning, but I, I was really kind of looking forward to Yoshino just having a nice little run here. I guess we got a few months you know that i can live it or at least a month rather that i can i can live it but uh yeah let me uh, about all right. that
1: fucker allen okay let me tell you something about that fucker allen too and i know he's listening to this <laughs> he knew he made a great point when he when he worked that angle yeah, he
0: fucking emailed he, it to us and said, Here he you emailed us yeah. this shit
1: before the newsletter yeah. even came out <laughs> right. and he said all right, listen guys i got a great angle on this yoshino title win and I'm gonna send it to you before I send it to 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 Alvarez or Bix or whoever the hell runs that news.
0: Yeah, we didn't get to it last week. We wanted to, but a couple uh, weeks ago, yeah.
1: whatever it was, he knew it was a great point because he sent us that shit before he even sent it to the newsletter. Okay, so you know that fucker was working his own angle, but I gotta give him credit <laughs> because he's absolutely right. I mean, it makes so much sense. I mean, you can't have BB Hulk. Now, look, I like BB Hulk. And I think BB Hulk had one hell of a title run. I had, did. You have any problem with his title run?
0: Uh, I didn't like it. I, I wasn't a you're big not, fan. You're, I these guys not a fan. Yeah, no, they were pretty lot. dull. No, I I liked him. I really did like it. This this run didn't do much for me at all. I, he was a guy when he first won the title. I was like, okay, cool. I'm pretty excited. You know, I thought he was having a good match. You know, I liked I liked the sort of change in character, the change in dynamic that he was going through. And then yeah, this I have not been a fan of this title run. Not that I don't think he's still a good worker. I just don't know if it was a really good fit for him. And I was kind of I was I was ready for it to be over one way or another. And Yoshino was a good landing spot for it and you know now we know it, it could just be a transition which is okay too because if it goes to tr but yeah I, I was not a big do you uh, BB do hulk agree with Alan's
1: reasoning if that is in fact the case you think that's
0: um i mean it definitely makes sense because I mean, hulk is you can't, the thing with the
1: thing with hulk is even though i liked his title run better than you did he is apt to lay an egg and you
0: he'll have that thing where like it's 20 minutes in and you're like, okay, what's, you know, what's going on here? Like sometimes, and, yeah, it can be slow. It can be sloppy. It can be kind yeah. of, the
1: yips, Do you trust BB Hulk to take the match over and
0: lead? No, no, I don't. It's
1: like, so what? That,
0: Cause he'll just kind of, kind of just get into, you know, rest holds and that sort of stuff while they work through it or whatever. Whereas I think like Yoshino will just kind of, you know, it, they'll do something. Yeah. Yoshino will find a way to make it still exciting. Even if you can tell that Hulk's just like, oh shit, like, or uh, uh rather it's just. You, you know, with Scott. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with it. his reasoning is is solid. I mean, I didn't, really didn't think of it until he, I read that, and I went, yeah, nah, that makes a yeah, lot of sense. I, but
1: it was very smart. You know, whole,
0: well, because we talked about we we talked about, we, we talked about a whole uh, Hawk. We we thought you know two months ago that he was the guy, and they were gonna pull the trigger on him and do it and do it and do it, and they didn't. And we were like, oh, that kind of sucked. And now Gate. he gets it again. Surprised
1: me, but it looks like it's not gonna matter. And it if he does win, they may have used his losses at uh, the King of Gates to set a set of future It's 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 kind of it made sense in the yeah, end. yeah. So I mean, um. You know, I, But but at any rate, I expect it – again, this has kind of been the theme of the show. It's another main event that has no choice but to deliver. I mean do you have the utmost confidence? Oh, show,
0: god. Gonna yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, you're
1: talking about Okada versus Styles. You're talking about um, Sakamoto versus Okabayashi and Yoshino versus T-Hawk, the latter of which – the two latter of which are taking place on the same day.
0: Yes. Okay? Is there issue? Oh and by the way G1 starts in July as well so
1: Yeah I mean and then and then <laughs>
0: it's going to be an insane month And then
1: Tanahashi versus Hiroshima at the end of August those right. four matches I mean I, you know they're all going to deliver big I mean it's funny the one I have the least confidence in is Hirashima
0: Tanahashi? <laughs> Those are two of your favorite words, guys. And
1: Tanahashi's an all-time great. Hirashima might be the best in-ring wrestler this year, but the only reason I have the least confidence in that match, because we don't know what Tanahashi, I'm being fair sure. about Tanahashi. If you had a gun to my head, I tell you that he's gonna perform just fine. Um I you know, I, I really don't have a reason to think that he won't. I have no evidence when he's been in big matches this year, he has performed. So why wouldn't he in these matches? But, man, these are some big-time main events coming up in Japan. I mean, and they're – you know, they they all should be very good. Well, you know, then you've got Minoru Suzuki versus Takayama, which, you know, that's kind of – that's the outlier. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. But um, let's go through the rest of this Kobe Hall, though. Um, Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then uh, let's see. We got – the open to Twin Gate is Yamato and Doi. Defending against Ricochet and Matt Seidel.
0: Yes, the returning Ricochet and the returning Matt Sydal. I'll
1: tell you what I want here. This is where I want the kind of match that makes people hate Dragon Gate. That's what I want out of this match. I want balls to the wall fucking craziness
0: in this- uh, Did you? Re- uh, did you? You have I'm sure you haven't had a chance to watch uh, Generation Gate, but uh, based off based off Case who, who did the review for us a long time ago, he role- said, "Hey, yeah." Uh. Yes, the young boy, the Lanza young boy. He I, he said, "Hey, I'm gonna watch this live. Do you want to do a review?" And I said, "Yeah, and absolutely." And then the way he reviewed that, and then the gifts I saw of it, I haven't seen it yet. But that you know, Ricochet, it, it, it that that was your one. I mean, the match that they had on that show yeah, was just there. looked like flippy as hell, and 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 yeah, that that's gonna be your. Yeah, I, I I expect this one to be that exact same way. I mean, look at those guys that are in there. Well, of course, it's gonna be that way.
1: The Ricochet Seidel team now Yamato and Doi are capable of a match like that, but they're also capable of really slowing it down. Um, <laughs> but my thing there is, look, it's it's Kobe, so Masato Yoshino and T Hawk, you know the kind of main event that they're gonna have. Okay, it's there's this Dragon Gate stereotype, but the big time Dragon Gate main events are just are like any yeah. other Pearl big time main event. It you know you know who says that shit. I'm going to tell you who says that shit about Dragon people Gate. People who don't watch Dragon people Gate. People who don't watch Dragon Gate are the only people who say that shit about Dragon Gate. And
0: because they don't watch. Because they would know that how silly it sounds. And then what they'll do is
1: they'll watch the first ten minutes of some fun Cork and Hall Setsuoka match.
0: Set Joker Boy opener or something. You know, <laughs>
1: some fun Cork and Hall match where they really are just out there having fun, and then they base that their judgment on Dragon Gate on that. But we know that that main event is going to be just like, it's going to be worked in a similar manner to all these other main events we're talking about today. So maybe the Twin Gate match where you can go crazy, I don't know. Uh, open the Brave Gate, Akira Tozawa defends against Aita Again, look, the Tozawa match against Flamita was kind of a dud, but the rest mm-hmm. of this Brave Gate run has been solid. Yeah, The Dragon Kid match was good. And he's doing some nice things. And
0: he's had a great year as well. He's yes, a guy that we haven't this, really talked about much. He's had a fantastic year. He's yeah. another
1: guy who's elevating a title. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh, absolutely, certainly. And
1: it's not like the Brave Gate. I mean, almost it,
0: it, it a main event. I mean, it was look where on the card it was. You know, months ago we talked about that.
1: And the thing is, the Brave Gate has been strong. I mean, Pac obviously had a great run. Flamita mm-hmm. had a tremendous run with the title. I think I'm 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 on an island here. I thought it rivaled the Pac run myself. I don't know if it was better, but I think it rivaled the Pac run. And uh, but Tazawa. He's made the title important in ways that those guys didn't because in his promos, he tells you, I'm holding this title forever. I'm never losing this title. It's the most important thing in the world to me. And listen, if you cut promos like that and then you go out and deliver great matches, that's all it takes. It's not hard to make a title important. John Cena is doing it with the U.S. title.
0: Right. You, you can do anything. You can, you can put, hold a piece of aluminum foil, but as long as you care about it and make yourself obvious that you care about it, I'm going to care that you're holding the piece of aluminum foil. You know what I mean? Like that, that's basic wrestling one-on-one that, that so many promotions get away from is that just make, make me think it's important. And- you know it like and sell it on me you sell it to me and that is the difference that's your job.
1: between this Tozawa run and the Flamita run or the Pac run he's made it seem like it's the most important thing in the world to him and he cherishes this title more than anything
0: it's not ever. a stepping stone for him he 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 generally wants that title i mean he, he genuinely that's something he is important to him yes. holding that title is important to him
1: and it's no surprise cena's doing the same thing Kevin Owens is doing the same thing. To be fair, all of the NXT champions have done the same thing when it comes to that yeah. title. Sasha Banks, the emotion that she showed when she won the NXT Women's Title. Do they call it Women's or Divas? Uh, Women's. The NXT Women's Title when she won that title and the emotion that she showed. And the emotion that Becky Lynch showed in coming up short and yeah. not winning that title. And they've made these titles important. What titles mean more to you right now? The Bravegate, the US Title, the NXT Women's Title, or Seth Rollins title it's right. not even close it's like no one gives a shit about Seth Rollins title and the ratings show it by the way
0: yes yeah that's I, and the we don't want to talk a lot about WWE show it
1: by the way did you see mm-hmm. the house show numbers in this week's yes. observer the two were there was four four thousand <laughs> okay listen there's four basic house show main events that they've been running Seth Rollins has been involved in two of them and both of his matches have been the worst drawing house show main events that WWE is currently running Okay. Why do you think that is? It's not because it's Seth Rollins, it's the way he's been booked and the way that title's been booked. It's hard to care about it
0: because of all well, these We're weeks away from Brock Lesnar probably winning the title or at least at at some point, you know, going for the title. We're we're not even going to talk about. It. I I have nothing. Nobody has had anything. The buzz is zero and it it it's it's Brock going for the title. Like you know what I mean? Like it a year ago at the SummerSlam, remember last year at this time SummerSlam, uh, uh, you know Brock and Cena. That was we loved it. Oh my God, uh, what's what's going to happen? What's, we don't care. Like like we're weeks away for Rock probably if, winning that title, and nobody if, could possibly care.
1: The, it's because this authority thing. And
0: yeah, it's terrible. If the
1: Raw ratings and the house oh. show numbers, which are staring them right in the face, have not convinced them to go in another main event direction. Then what can? These are some of the worst raw ratings we've seen in years, and you know, for people who aren't you know wrapped up in ratings, when it's the worst ratings you've seen in years, that's a problem.
0: Okay. The- Where we've been saying since 1997 a lot on this show, Dave has been saying it almost uh, on a on a weekly basis in the Observer. This week was yet again another one of the caveat of this is the worst rating since 1997, or this is the worst non-football rating since 1997. The one this week was deplorable, Had no and the biggest thing. And exactly. That was the thing is where, you know, you could bring up, Okay, well, the Stanley Cup in Chicago was a big deal because everybody in Chicago was watching that. Okay, the NBA finals are a big deal because, you know, LeBron was in there and, and LeBron attracts a lot. You had the biggest thing for the sporting crowd or whatever was a Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles game on ESPN. Nobody cares. Nobody cared about
1: that. Nobody cared about that game.